0: Mac Parker ever hear of Planet of the Apes uh, the movie or the planet the brand new multi-million dollar musical and you are starring as the human
1: it's the part I was born to play baby help the humans about to escape get your paws off me you dirty ape <gasps> he can talk 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 he can, he can talk I can see. <laughs> I met this six year old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes I'm like a doll's eyes. I love this town. <laughs>
2: Welcome, everyone, to Steve Geek Podcast. Uh, we are back here again after another couple of weeks and uh, talking about one of the things that really drives all of us here. Uh, our cars. No. It's I don't so when you're in the car. That's just you. <laughs> I the know. The rest of
3: us are public. Well, I take
2: you people the places.
3: The rest of us, Cody's not
2: here. No. Yeah, so we just have uh, myself.
0: Speaking that's Bob. Which.
3: <laughs> we didn't work out our... Wait. All right, that's okay.
0: Give me a, give me give a note. <laughs> We're, we're trying to be extra clever, we dude. We were, we we're
3: trying to. We we're gonna go. Fuck Fun. you, Cody.
0: <laughs> I didn't know
2: about this at all. Plus, you guys don't want to hear me sing. So, even though I've been in a couple of musicals, but usually it's because it's community it, theater and they need theme. it. That
3: is our theme. We're
2: talking about musicals mostly. Uh, yeah, mostly on, on screen, but could be on stage. I've, we'll probably I'm,
3: start heavily in the horror. And yeah, a that, lot of
2: guys. horror, weird stuff. But we didn't really set any parameters when it comes to that. We, before we started recording, we talked about a couple of different parameters, and uh, you yeah, just to see where things go. Uh, but oh, Cody, goodness. Cody is not with us tonight because it is really wet and rainy out. Because we are in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it was just safer for him not to come up from Tacoma tonight to join us. Um, but before we get, the, get before we start talking about a uh, little bit of about horror and other musicals that's a uh, little, little house housekeeping there. Uh, Crypticon our, our good friends there have announced a couple of different guests. Last time we talked about Crypticon, as we mentioned in the last couple of episodes. Uh, Elvira returns. Yeah. Cassandra Peterson coming back for Ooh her second yeah. time through.
3: Ooh, Actually, you left You her, left out a letter.
2: It will
0: be her third time.
2: Third time.
3: Third time.
0: Okay. Third right. time. yeah. Because Humble Braggler, I interviewed her the last two times. Yeah, she so, came to the uh, first one, right? Or was it the Everett Garage one? <laughs> no, it was not the Everett Garage okay. one. I mean, she may have been even, you know, a couple of times before. I, the first time I talked to her was in, I want to say, 13 or 14, and then I mm. interviewed her in 17, and... You know? Who yeah. knows? But what you're
2: about. trying to go... You know, instead of boo yachts it's boob We're talking about Elvira, you know, for fuck's sake. But, we uh, have to oh. make the jokes.
3: <laughs> you shouldn't. I should. Let's put it that way. Only... So, Elvira, be respectful, Bob. Be respectful.
2: Um, and then we also have... Uh, yeah, I think we might have mentioned last time that Billy and Lisa Zane are joining yeah, us as well. Great, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, I got my skin tight phantom costume ready to go. No, no I'm kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, not going all. Jesus, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
3: Uh, promises, promises, something for the Instagram. And no <laughs>
2: dance belt. <laughs> <Yeah. Aww. laughs> um, and then uh, we are eight episodes in on Kim's other podcast. Uh seven.
3: Seven. I think we just released episodes seven. She said like I should know this. Hold on now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we just episode because uh Jake Bird was episode six.
2: Okay, so yeah, we're at seven.
3: And episode seven is the legends and truths of the Myrtles Plantation. So if you are interested in hearing about some ghosts and some true crime and some legends and lore all wrapped into one delightful package, you can find us on Ghoulish Tendencies.
0: So go over and
2: subscribe to them, and Mm -hmm. subscribe to us if you haven't yet. Uh, If you are listening to this for the first time, or just here and there, don't forget to go to cdv.com to find out everything else we're working on, our reviews, our retrospectives. Just as we move through things, Kim put up a wonderful article about getting people into horror.
1: Oh, uh, yeah!
2: So it's not just reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have that going on. Uh, If you... If you like our podcast, give us a five-star review on iTunes <laughs> and a movie title, and I will watch it. I can't say about these guys. Uh, we got our first Ugh. one. We do have a bunch of five-star reviews, but we got a first written review, and that was from Eric from, uh, oh. from Strange Eons Radio. That's um, lovely. And I stole the idea from him where I watched that movie because that's where I got that from. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I rated him the other day and gave them uh, Panic in the Year Zero, and then Eric gave me um, Resolution from 2012. Uh, oh. From the guys oh. who made Endless which I haven't seen. I was gonna say, I I've saw owned that, that movie forever, yeah, but I haven't actually say, watched I it. I saw
3: that years ago, and it's great.
2: I'll be watching it soon. I was hoping to watch it before this podcast. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big
0: too. fan of that
3: movie. Mm-hmm. But
0: then I, I'm a big fan of
3: I was um, going to say, I'm a big of fan those of those directors yeah. anyway. Morehead
0: and the other one.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Names. It's
3: exactly, that's it. Morehead and the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other one loves that. <laughs> In the film. Morehead and the other one. The other one and Morehead. I haven't even started drinking my whiskey yet, and I'm already punchy. This is what happens when I've been teaching all day. <laughs> yeah, because
2: it's almost 10 o'clock, and we've all been out oh, and about all heads. day. That too. Because it is a little later, we do have a shorter schedule, so maybe i am go in as much detail as I normally do. Uh, so if you're interested in us continuing to talk about musicals, if you haven't covered everything, <laughs> let us know, and we can do a part two of this episode as well. Uh, so, yeah, musicals is a very wide genre. It is uh, indeed. It can cover everything uh, under the sun as long as you start singing at some point. Uh, and It also includes things that include music without actually being a direct musical as well. Various things can cover that. Well, one particular... Uh, give me an
3: example. I'm trying like, to see what you one mean. One
2: particular uh, horror title that is linked with music wasn't a musical until the um, famous musical until the 1980s, which fanned the opera, but, but uh, it has music in it. It
3: has music. Well, But, it's not, but a it wasn't a musical, musical until well, no, it wasn't a direct musical until Weber and There's another there's version called Phantom, Phantom. Yeah, which Allison and really loves. I actually really enjoy it too. Uh, it's uh, it follows one... Ah, there's a movie version that it follows really closely. Uh, that all, it was a, a made for TV movie that was out in the I want to say the eighties. And the storyline of Phantom the Musical follows that version closely. Uh, it's, that's, it's,
0: is that the one with Charles Dance? I believe so. Yes. It's between it's yeah, 1990, partner. yeah. Oh, it's Terry Cole okay. yes, yeah. plays Christine.
3: Uh, so they follow each other pretty closely. Or maybe that movie was taking its inspiration from the, the Phantom. I'd have to look which came out first. But. Um, it did not become a musical until those. And there's a there's a third version that's not very good uh, that was produced in New York off Broadway uh, for a stretch. Anyway, was <laughs>
1: well, so if
2: we're talking about anything just about music and various yeah, ways, although I would, I mean, there, but, that's not a musical. It's a, though. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything particular you wanted to cover in that case? At the but that's still open.
3: not a musical. Yes, but I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it's not even. I mean, it's <laughs> opera too. They're talking about opera and classical music, which are not actually. Musicals strictly. Fair, fair, There's a difference between a musical and an opera. You can have a rock opera, you can have a metal opera, but a musical and opera are different.
2: So actually, there's a rock opera that's popped in my head that's on my list until you mention it there. But on, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, they often get at least at blockbuster put in there for. for our well, well, yeah, but, but uh, again, fan yeah. of the opera for the unwashed
3: masses. It's
0: necessary. <laughs> to do that.
3: I'm sticking. I'm sticking on fan of the opera because it was not a musical until it was. Yeah. And so, just because it was about, I mean, there's a lot of movies that have been made about a theater, yes. but being, I mean, by that philosophy, you know, Macbeth is a musical. Like, that's, <laughs> uh, it, it does have some singing in it. Uh, uh, that, yeah. that one, you, you, you're not going to sell a, me on that. It does
2: more of an end to get fandom talked about, of course, you've mentioned But point. again, anyway, it's, it's but, still yeah. not a
3: musical till it was.
2: But anyway, uh, so what is, uh, so just to get things uh, rolling there, Kim, what that's is good. your favorite musical?
3: Do you mean my favorite musical of all time? It, 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 my, I was going to say, that's, that's a loaded question, Bob. I know, I know. It
2: can, it can bring, that can bring in so many things. What's your favorite? What's, what's, what's most important to you? Any, but just give us a ball to get the, I guess, the song to uh, get well, the roll.
3: I, so, full disclosure, the very first musical I ever got into when I was uh, seven, eight years old was Phantom of the Opera. Angela Weber's Phantom of the Opera. And I will say I spent a period of time where I was obsessed with anything that was related to Phantom of the Opera, which is how I got into Phantom. And then later... Phantom of the Paradise. Yes. Which is probably... I mean, it's one of my favorite movies, full stop. But it is uh, definitely one of my favorite movie musicals. I very much kind of get obsessed with the musical and run it to death.
2: Uh, No wonder you and my wife get along so
1: well. (laughs) No, no, I mean, (laughs) that's that's,
3: that's kind of the, the nature of a theater nerd. We... We have stuff that's near and dear to our heart always, but we're always, we're always searching for that next fix, you know? So like, I have my musical obsessions of the moment. Like, I'm obsessed currently with the musical Six, Hmm. which is about Henry VIII's Six Wives. I
2: just listened to that the other day. It's fucking
3: awesome! I love it. And it's, uh, anyway. So, yeah. Theater geek. Anyway, someone else talk.
0: (laughs) Well, I, I come from an interesting standpoint because um, I'm not as smitten with musicals as I think uh, both of you are. And so for me, I tend to be a lot pickier about musicals. And I think part of that is just because my, my sonic uh, upbringing, as it were, was sort of self... I was sort of self-taught musically and my bedrock was basically punk rock and new wave. And so for me, um, to a great... Degree, I always found, I often found musicals to be treacly and pretty insufferable. But <laughs> I am less dogmatic in my Thank in my you, advanced Tony. in my advanced years. Um, you just start so, listening
3: to the right things.
0: Well, you know, this is the thing. My favorite, uh, my litmus test for a really good musical is um, if you cut out all the musical numbers, would the mu- would the movie still be an engaging watch? And so by that. Rather narrow, admittedly, litmus test. Um, my favorite musical of all time, and I think one of what I would call one of the seven or eight perfect films ever made, is Singing in the Rain. I've mm, always classic. adored that film. Because not only does it have a bunch of wonderful toe tapping songs in it, and actually, what's really crazy about it is it's basically a jukebox musical. It is an early jukebox mm, musical because yeah. the majority of the songs in it were not composed for the movie. True. You know, I mean, sing the actual song "Singing in the Rain" is like what twenty years old at the time that the movie was. I'll was trust made. you on that.
3: Yeah, something about you were there. Yeah,
0: it was. It was, it was no! like, oh,
3: you're picking up Cody's know,
0: oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Koko. Oh, I mean, Bob. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, but I, but yeah, I mean, I I just... It, once you cut out all the musical numbers, Singing in the Rain is also a very funny and very trenchant commentary on Hollywood and on the fickleness of uh, technological and structural change in Hollywood. Um, it just works wonderfully on that level. And it's just big and bright and beautiful. And it has... Uh, an absolutely enchanting uh, movie star couple in Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds it's got Donald O'Connor defying gravity it's got Gene Hagen's you know balloon squeak of a voice defying gravity (laughs) Uh, I just I just really think from stem to, from stem to Stern, it's one of the few movies that will always 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 make me feel better about the universe when can, I watch
3: it. Can I ask you with your with your litmus test mm-hmm. uh, about two specific ones just because I'm curious where they stand then? Yes, because neither one would hold up for very specific reasons. one yes. of them being Jesus Christ superstar.
0: I do like Jesus Christ Superstar because if
3: you cut out all the music in that, you get nothing. Well, yeah,
0: exactly, and I would say that because it's a rock opera. It's a rock opera. opera, Well, and this is a thing. That's the thing. It rocks.
3: And the Who's Tommy,
0: Uh, which is the one I. I The Who's Tommy, Ken Russell, (laughs) Ken Russell's Tommy. You're you're hitting. You're hitting my place. But this
3: is is what I'm saying is that I feel like again, I feel like you're not listening to the right things if that's your litmus test because there's a musical theater is not just. I mean, musicals, full stop. They we're yeah. talking movies as well as musical theater. But it, it's not just Oklahoma and Rodgers and Hammerstein. In fact, it's far from it. Uh, and there's some really exciting things that have been happening through the last couple decades, particularly in fringe theater, where you're getting some really interesting shows. But but before that, the tradition of, of rock music on stage, I mean, you've got hair, Jesus Christ mm-hmm. Superstar, you've got the Who's Tommy, you've got... I. I <laughs> so many, but I, I mean, I could just start listing them, but I won't. Um, there's a lot more than just your, your. we're going to stand here and sing about corn. Because <laughs> that's, I, I mean, and I say this as a, as, a, as, a, as a theater nerd, I don't like that kind of musical for the most part. Um, yeah. I'm not the biggest Rogers and Hammerstein fan. I like some of their stuff. I don't like some of their other stuff. Some of their things have just not aged particularly well. But it's a very narrow stretch of, of yeah. theater time to, to look at only those uh, as your litmus test.
2: And it's uh, interesting about bringing that up is that's I, I feel that's how a lot of people approach musicals. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't like people to stop and start singing. It's, like, it's just that, like, the from the person on the outside who doesn't really like the genre, I think that's how they see See musicals the same way that, that we get mad at people who say oh all, slash, all yeah. horrors only slasher movies yeah torture porn yeah that, that is the dead horse
0: that is flogged uh-huh. by civilians
1: and,
2: uh, and for that and for musicals it's Roger and Hammerstein yeah. style
3: which is again a very narrow ch- it's it's you've got a, a chunk of decades where you're getting musicals uh, but you have so much more that was also coming before coming after uh, you have some things that were very progressive. Uh, albeit now uh, maybe haven't aged well, but uh, uh, Porgy and Bess, mm. like looking into to musical theater uh, history, now it's a very problematic show. But at the time, it was one of the few musicals that was written with African American characters. Well, i never mean, it is, seen any it, version. It, well,
0: and it, it actually, it straddles the line between between opera and musical because oh yes, it's yes, it's been put it's and put it's on sure by in, opera companies. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, but it's and it's from a time period when we were straddling that line. Like, uh, you had your Gilbert and Sullivan and you had these, these, these yes. light operas in some cases. Yes. Uh, but that's where you have that kind of crossover with musical theater and opera. Yeah. Um, Bob, we've kind of like trounced oh, all, it's over all right. yours. I'm, so I'm sorry. No, I, this is, I, I, this I, is a subject. So so I, yeah,
2: well I want to keep it from being just like, I'm listing a title and like, Four lines and move to the next thing. Having a right. conversation, I think, is better just to listen to this out know, rather than this, a list I can put in Google coming up with something. That's true. <laughs> yeah. it, you can just Google what, you know, horror musicals, weird musicals, good musicals, but if we have the conversation, I think that really flows a lot better. Uh, but I, I, if we're talking about musicals, I have to bring up the yeah, you know, something that comes up for me every time we have a <laughs> conversation, <laughs> which of course, Rocky Horror. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the defining movie of my life, as we talked about mm-hmm. uh, a couple episodes ago. So you can find that podcast where we talk about the movies that defined us and made us who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of was the before and after of, a lot of my life. Met my wife. The Rocky poster. Opening myself out and stuff like that, and 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 its sequel, Shock Treatment. Um, off, Yeah. But the the two of those often get mixed together with the Paradise. They all came well. 74, Phantom of the Paradise, 75 mm-hmm. for Rocky. 73 on stage. Well,
3: stylistically, there are uh, similarities. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shaw treatment's
2: 80, 80 81, depending on yeah. how you look at it. But Phantom and... and you, know, you kind of see, like not officially, but like Phantom's often linked with Rocky, at least in the community. It's like the next next. Well, it's find. cult, too. Yeah. It's
3: cult. It's cult films. Uh,
2: both of those based upon existing horror properties in various ways. <laughs> I, actually,
3: I mean, the, I, Phantom of the Paradise, I find slightly more... Coherence (laughs) in the storytelling.
0: Which is. Saying a lot. Is saying something, And I
3: don't because, think that is yeah. a dig to rock. Because me at I all. think
0: Because I think it goes I think uh, Phantom of the Paradise goes wonderfully off the rails by the end. Yes. Yeah. Like it, absolutely bad I still wanna
2: know the timeline of that movie. Like Yeah. And it's one of those things where I just kinda for fan of the fan of the paradise, kinda like this show wouldn't have worked. How many shows are they doing? Is it doing the one and closing down so, like, but that's the whole thing where we when I watch a movie like like that's like how are you like? I always wanted to fan, fan the opera. I was yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. I was like, how many times are they doing this show? <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Do they open it
2: once you close it? Yeah,
3: no, that's actually operas. A lot of times have a very, very tiny amount of performances because you often only have certain performers who know the opera. Mm. So, because uh, learning an opera is sorry, this is <laughs> <laughs> no. <and> this, <laughs> this is, is actually nerding out. Well, no, and
0: actually, as someone who worked at yeah. uh, at an opera company for many years, Ooh, I. Yeah, yeah. I I am very, um, aware of the mechanics involved in, you know, in creating and sustaining an opera and mm-hmm. how, um, it is a bit, well, no, it's a, it's a lot more tenuous to do, uh, to, uh, create and perform an opera than it is, uh, like a, a musical.
3: It's a, one well, it's, it's <laughs> a very different process. Yeah. Um, yeah. And musicals are designed, if you're, if you're looking at something on stage specifically, they're designed to, to have X amount of shows a week. Uh, and you have to give actors one day off.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, which used to be Mondays. Mondays' theaters used to be mm. dark. Anymore, that's not entirely true. Some theaters are dark on Mondays, but not all, especially when you're looking at professional theater on Broadway. Um,
0: but when you're talking about, like, opera... Um, a lot of the times the singing is even more demanding and there's more of it and so so less shows and so there are fewer fewer shows yeah this makes sense but uh, we went went off the rails again but uh, but movie musicals yeah movie
2: musicals yes before Rocky Horror has been like the yeah Seminole cult musical, like cult film um, of the last 50 years. It's very
0: interesting um, kind of contemplating kind of the line in the sand that occurred um, uh, before rock and roll and after rock and roll because obviously um, rock and roll was a seismic cultural movement in the wake of Elvis Presley and it sent shockwaves through a lot of traditional media, including, as it Mm -hmm. happens, the musical. And, of course, shortly after... Um, Elvis Presley's ascension to the top of the charts in the pop culture firmament. You got Bye Bye Birdie, which mm-hmm. was a which was actually Conrad Birdie was of course um, based on Conway Twitty, who uh, was a rockabilly singer prior to becoming a country singer. So um, you have that, and then it, but it seemed to me, and again Kim, maybe you could speak to this. It yeah. seemed to me that um, rock. Musicals slash operas did not become a super prominent thing until I I, I want to say, was hair kind of the the flashpoint for that, or was hair, there something before that? I think it's yeah, so early 70s. Yeah, well, because
3: you have hair, you've got Godspell coming out right around ra- the same time, right yeah. around the same time, uh, which is not quite as it's in, again kind of the same vein as hair story-wise not at all and with 100 less nudity on stage at least all the productions <laughs> that i've seen um but in that kind of uh folksy rock jesus is an icon
0: yeah
3: um so yeah Jesus
0: is a long-haired hippie
2: jesus know? is yeah.
3: a long-haired hippie
2: uh and the way it's presented on stage is like Oh, so, funny. like, well, maybe, I was talking about the movie. I mean, the movie making a stage out of it and everything. Sorry, I, yeah, I, I just got kind of. Well, to and that's
3: it. an interesting one where you're you're getting into some of these um, movie musical adaptions where I again, like, Jesus Christ Superstar, being an excellent example, um, in that the the movie version takes a really specific viewpoint in how they present it. Uh, you've got the van showing up and everyone getting out, you've got gigantic hats that are fabulous, but it's not something that's super grounded in, um, uh, realism. Yeah. Uh, where the stage show, I've seen so many variations on how it's performed now, uh,
2: yeah, I've never seen it on stage, so I can't. Besides the, the live show that did Yeah, I've in only Cersei seen it film myself. I've
3: never <laughs> seen it performed on stage the same way. Mm. It's the show I see cross-gendered a lot. Just mm. uh, uh,
2: recently, uh, Cornish did cross-gendered well, last it's, year. Well, I mean,
3: I think I've seen three cross-gendered yeah. productions of it. It's, it's a very popular film. It's an easy show to cross-gender, partially because there's so many male parts. Yeah. And you tend to have female-heavy programs at colleges, so it's a really popular one for colleges to cross. So I've seen
2: Godspell uh, switched a couple times.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's we're we're in kind of the, the last ten years or so, um, cross-gendering theater has become trendy. Uh, it's always been a. Th- I mean, it's it's been a thing for years. Well, and but it's, it's
0: interesting that it's become reversed since the age of Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah,
3: but I mean, even if you look at the the, the early uh, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, mm-hmm. you did have women playing, it, particularly in particularly Shakespeare. A lot of Shakespeare. Well, a a lot and, and, of and peatrals, in opera, actually, in opera, yeah. But I mean, but our fa- the famous actresses of the time taking on, I'm going to take on Hamlet. I'm mm-hmm. going to take on Macbeth. Uh, we're not in a the theater, and I think it's bullshit. Um... The curse. Sorry, I get crap from some actors because I say Macbeth, and I. We're not on, um, we're in. We're not theater. in the theater. It's dumb to say the Scottish play when you're in your home. Uh, but um, if lightning
0: strikes this building and we all die, I blame you.
3: The amount of times I've said Macbeth and not died is like <laughs> I would. I. It's, I mean, like I, I'd see Candyman at this point before I'd see Macbeth. So. <laughs>
0: Hey. Oh, no, anyway. this is making me think but, of Life of Brian. And I just a stop right I go Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. Uh, rest in peace, Terry Jones. Yes. Um, which
2: I was going to mention at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, yeah. and I forgot, so, so thank you for the reminder. Hmm. Um, but uh, I do want to say one final thing on, on Shock Treatment before we go. Oh, Actually, yeah. put Rocky and Sharky. Oh, uh, Shark Treatment is a mess of a movie because the yeah. actor strike and things getting cut and so it became a weird plot but I think the music and Shock Treatment is better than the music in Rocky Horror um, but when it comes to like all three of those fan of the Paradise is, is so damn good Paul Williams is all over my Williams, list man. Like, he's in like seven different things in my listing here
3: <laughs> I adore I adore his music I adore him
2: He's just a swell guy. He's a
3: swell
2: guy. He, uh, the Fan of the, Fan of the Paradise pin that I've worn on occasion. Yeah, he, yeah. He's bought, like, my friend Jay, which we've I mentioned that on our website a couple of times, uh, he makes those, and Paul Williams has bought, like, 70 of them. Oh,
3: that's lovely. <laughs> he
2: keeps buying them every time he goes in New city. I finally um,
3: bought one from... Uh, I can't remember if you told us it was available again. It's such a cool pin. Oh, if you're yeah, a Signal fan 13, of the Paradise yeah. fan, it's amazing. Yeah, then you yeah. have a
2: couple of at Signal thirteen pens, uh and this is little we'll flip and has a uh, the little Winslow mask,
3: yeah. yeah. Somebody
0: uh, needs to make uh, an action pin of Beef getting like that'd be great.
3: Or him with the um, with the plunger. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes.
2: I yes. know different Drug real, 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 drug real, I'm real real. Uh, but when it comes to <laughs> Paul Williams, there's a wonderful musical that not a lot of people have seen or know about that uh, I'm besides if Tony does but uh but uh, Bugsy Malone Have you guys seen that Oh yes. okay. yeah My theater's done it Directed by yeah.
0: Alan Parker yeah. of Angel Heart and Midnight Express fame uh-huh. So starring Scott Scott that fascist <laughs> Scott Bayo Scott Bayo <laughs> with Jodie Foster and With Jodie Foster <laughs> Jodie Foster It the is a lot of fun 76 Yeah, Yeah yeah and it's a lot of fun It's a lot of fun And it, it's, it's one of those very interesting movies that is it's it's all well, the shtick is it's a gangster movie mm-hmm. in the '30s Warner Brothers style, but all of the characters are played by preteen kids. Yeah, and instead of using guns, they throw pies at each they other.
2: Throw pies at each other.
3: <laughs> and it, the music's
2: in there is great. It's got a it's wonderful style to it. It's
3: it's silly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. silly. Yeah.
2: Like, but if you haven't seen Bugsy Malone, check that out because it's it's something I want. Like it's like this third thing was listen. Like we have to mention Bugsy. Yep. <laughs> it's
3: one that I like. And correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a little bit since I've seen it. I mean, like I think I first saw it as a kid. It's mm-hmm. it's. Very kid appropriate. I haven't breed. seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen
2: it in ten, like 10 years. So yeah. Kind of, I, I own it. I've been wanting to watch well, it. Well,
3: my theater did it, so I'm assuming it's kid appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we also did the Who's Tommy a few years ago. So, well, yeah. it,
0: was, it was released in theaters with a the PG rating. Yeah. Yeah. That's
3: right. Okay, I thought it was so, like... It, so
0: it's not quite G, and I think that's mainly because, you know, it's about crime. It's about yeah, criminals, yeah. even though they're played by kids and they use, you know, they use pies and pie guns instead of actual machine guns, but... Yeah,
3: but it's a it's a pretty kid friendly. Yeah, it's quite
0: kid friendly, and yeah. it's and it's just a lot of fun. It's there's a lot of affection to it. There's a lot of affection in terms of the gangster tropes, um, and the Paul Williams songs are kind of adorable, you know, as they often are. Yes, yeah. he's great. He also
2: did like uh, most of the Muppet movies.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, that's yeah. sort of musicals as and well. And uh, he did the song in the Secret of Nim. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I I will say uh, that. What I find interesting, some of the musicals we've been talking about were movie musicals. That's how they originated. *Fame of the Paradise, again, being another example. is yeah. It's and a movie that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that started out as a musical movie. And in some cases later became a stage show. But uh, Rocky started out as a stage show. Yeah,
2: so 73.
3: But something that I find in general, it is rare... To find particularly contemporary movies that have been well translated from stage to screen.
0: I would agree with that.
3: I think there's a small handful in the last 20 years that have transitioned from stage to screen well.
2: Yeah, because I'm actually, like, the Indian Heights trailer is really good. Hopefully the movie itself will be. Uh, I'm kind of concerned. I'm reserving stuff, judgment yeah. until I see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it makes me wonder about, like, they've been trying to make Wicked forever. They're it's talking gonna about bad. Hamilton.
3: It's going to be I don't
2: bad. think either of them are Hamilton, really the gonna,
3: original cast, at least, is coming back, but that did nothing for the producers. Yeah.
2: Which I liked when I first saw it, and oh, it's, it's it's soured uh, over time. <laughs>
3: because, I'm sorry, well, part of it is that they replaced Ula. <laughs> The, 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 with Uma Thurman who is not Ula uh, no I mean I think Chicago I think the film adaption with Chicago was successful partially because they took a very distinct point of view on how they presented it with having that movie in her mind um, which and, I
2: hated when I first saw it for that reason and now I've, I've come around to that because it, <laughs> it, I mean uh, it, it,
3: is it different from the stage show yes is it the only way I think it makes it work as a movie yes because it justifies the bursting out and just, and yeah. that's the hardest thing on film. Like when Les Mis, when they did the Les Mis a couple years ago with Hugh Jackman, uh, and they tried to do it, you know, with the live orchestra playing in their ear, and and it's awful. It is awful. And some of this is also you're casting. You're not casting theater people. You're casting actors. Celebrities. Actors, you're casting yeah. celebrities. It's, it's
0: stunt casting. Is what it like. And I mean,
3: is. Hugh Jackman is legitimately a a. A, a, musical, capable a capable musical theater actor. It started
2: that way, too. So yeah.
3: And they had, what, the I think the Eponine was a stage actor.
2: Mm-hmm. Who had played Eponine. Who had played or, Eponine. Yeah, like, and you
3: could tell because she comes into the scene and you're like, oh, hey, somebody who gets it.
2: Which mm-hmm. weird is Russell Crowe being so bad in that because he started out on stage actually Like his one of his first roles was playing Eddie and, and Frank and Rocky Horror and on Australia in Australia in the nineties. And then he just not Judging. translate to this movie. Judging. Oh god, he was awful. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm not no, I'm not saying he's good in it. No, no, I'm saying it, but then he started he started on the stage musicals as well. Just didn't, well, some of it though it doesn't matter. He doesn't, doesn't really match with Javier. Well like, I was gonna
3: say too, if you're playing a character Rocky, and I mean this not in a derogatory way, but Rocky is a very different style of musical Les Mis, for sure, than Lay really. M. Which again oh, is a yes. is is really more opera in style. It's almost entirely sung, and it's a three act show. Uh, it's not a rock show, and if you're used to singing rock shows, please don't go do Les Mis. That's not <laughs> they're not. I mean they're they are not the same thing. I would agree. Um, but like I don't think similarly. Rent is another example oh, of, of one that just. I don't like not it as a work. show,
2: and don't like I, it even more as a movie.
3: <laughs> I, nostalgically, I like it as a show because it was it was again. I got into it when I was like I don't know thirteen or fourteen, and so it was it was very much a show that meant a lot to me when I was a teenager. Uh, I remember seeing it when it came to Seattle, and it it was just like <gasps> artists. Oh, New York! This is speaking to me because you know I'm 14. That's what. Goddamn right t- 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 <laughs> no, I mean, But it, it's it's we all have those. You know, a lot of my teens. It's it, Dear Evan Hansen was that for uh, them? I which do not
2: like that movie. That I, does show me.
3: I, I, I get. I, I I like some of the I songs, but, the I minority, myself, but I don't get like it myself. But I I don't think I'm their key demographic. Um... So you 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 have each generation has that sh- spring awakening for a while was one that one though I genuinely think is very very good. I've
2: seen it. I've listened to it but I haven't seen it.
3: It's on stage. It's really interesting. I've seen it. I saw it on Broadway. I saw a local production of it that did some different stuff with it. It's it was excellent each time. Um, but you you do have these. Oh, this is another one that's, I mean, for me this is a horror film, and that's Mama Mia. <laughs> uh, but I also hate stage show. I think it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I, I,
2: hate, I, I, I hate, 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 hate Mama Mia 1. I kind of like the sequel. I <laughs> had seen it, it <laughs> to
0: I saw the second one uh, in a state of insobriety on an airplane flying back from Amsterdam. <laughs> um, and so my memories of the second one are um, not very vivid. Um, my memories of the first one are very vivid, which I also coincidentally enough saw on a Plane en route to a place, um, and I was—I just thought it was ghastly. So, yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's an awfully made movie. Generally, like,
2: it's, I like an, that, like, it's an awfully I, made show.
3: Yeah, Most—I'm sorry—most jukebox musicals are. Hard. I'm going to say uh, that thank yeah, you. I have thank you.
0: Vegas, I am so like—I am blame. so. <laughs> and and is, this is the thing. And again, you know, it's good to have a couple of musical nerds here because my opinion of musicals has been carved by the pre-rock, largely by the pre-rock kind of Rodgers and ha- Hammerstein pieces, um, and also the absolute glut of jukebox musicals Ooh. that have proliferated in the last 10 or 15 years.
3: Because they're easy um, money makers. Yeah, exactly. They're banking on Although it's, a lot of them fail. I will say, I've been listening to the Atlantis Morissette musical.
1: Oh,
2: I remember the existing, I haven't heard, done, like, known yeah, anything I, after they announced it. I, you know... Well, I, you know... You ought to know. <laughs> you ought to
3: know. Um, it isn't it ironic
2: that I haven't listened to it? No, no it's well, not. Well, part of it is that <laughs> I, I haven't actually is.
3: bothered to look up what the plot is, because I kind of wanted to see if I could figure it out just from listening to it. I can't. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Uh, and that's that's just it. The the I think Jersey Boys, as a musical...
2: Didn't see it, out of the form.
3: Is, the movie's horrible. But the musical is, is, is... It's fine, because they're taking the story of Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, and they're telling it with their music, as opposed to, we're going to take a story and fit ABBA into it. We're going to take a story and put the Beach Boys music in it. And here
2: comes Billy Joel. Here's Billy Joel. I mentioned this before, I think, another episode, but I'm I'm going to say it again. I'm still mad at my dad. (laughs) Fifteen, sixteen years later... It was have been 16 years, because uh, it was the year that is right before my mom passed, uh, which we went to New York, because uh, she had never been, she wanted to go before she died. And we go to see, we're standing in line, at TKTS, and I'm talking about what to see and what to do. And I did all this research my dad asked me to do, like, I looked at all the plots, look at this, and you know, all the reviews. And the one thing we all, except my dad, wanted to see was anything but... Mm, mm. Moving out, <laughs> but my dad's trying to get us to see moving out. Oh, you guys like Billy Joel? I was like, yeah, but we can go see this. We can go see. This. But I can, we can listen to Billy this. Joel. Uh, and then we go and we like my mom, my brother, and I go get we go uh, get some food. Yeah, Times Square sabaro We did it because it was <laughs> close. I'm and judging my mo- you. My, my, I'm judging you. My mom is very weak. We can <laughs> only right. move in little little areas. I'm not areas. judging you again. Um, and we came back, and my dad just bought the tickets to moving out. Ah! <laughs>
1: Was oh. One of the
2: few times I seen my mom get like really angry. <laughs> uh, she usually was was rarely slow to anger, and she was like, "What's the one thing I said?
1: <laughs> what did I say?"
2: Oh, good lord! So I'm sad that the first Broadway musical I ever saw on Broadway was was moving out. I'm sad
3: for you, yeah. that, but I've I'm seen sad other things since. You I've then. never seen them
2: on Broadway.
0: Uh, but uh, I one of the things that I wanted when we first brought up this topic, one of the things that I wanted to talk about that I found most fascinating was this, this four movie stretch of film musicals that were obviously fueled by um, cocaine. Yeah. Um, Did Stephen and, King write them? And they, no, uh, they were actually written by various different parties. Uh, See, we no can take a guess, take a guess uh, which one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so we're talking about, and I'm not sure if I have the chronology right on this, we're talking about Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Yeah, yeah, it's on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Xanadu. Yeah, it's yeah. on my list. <laughs> uh, can't Stop the Music. Yeah. And, I know it exists. And The Apple. Al-
2: oh I can't God, leave I read the apple. So God damn it! I can't even forget the fucking apple. It's my I favorite movie. believe you today. mean I did <laughs> so not weird. forget the fucking
0: so apple. Weird. You are you are listening to a man who owns a mint vinyl copy of the of
1: apple. It, you showed it to us. Yeah.
2: When you're you. over here. Yeah. Yes. Like when I, I when cannot when believe it. They, they they printed those and then they broke the screen because people were throwing them at the screen in the preview. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I,
0: I really and my my intrigue. In the Apple started, and I'll date myself hideously by this, when it first um, hit theaters in 1980. I was, I think, 12. And I was reading... I had just started reading film criticism. And my first... uh, And and, one of the first um, film critics that I read a lot of was a guy named William Arnold, who wrote for the Seattle P.I. And um, he wrote a review of this movie, The Apple... And stated in the review that this is the worst film I have ever seen. Yeah, that that's, was like that was like that was like catnip for my ass. And so, unfortunately, it was gone from theaters before I had a chance to see it, and I never got a chance to catch to. it on VHS. <laughs> and I just it was one of those it was one of those movies that kind of lived in sort of trash movie mythos for decades
2: I'm a huge fan of cult film I have been forever and I didn't get to see it until a couple years ago thank you it was just sliding along elsewhere like in the the white
0: spot MGM put out a DVD but like a really
2: small release Mm -hmm. until recently
0: and that was why and that was actually how I got it ironically (laughs) enough I in like 2005 I impulse bought the DVD of the Apple and uh, I have been forever changed it is, it is absolutely fascinating. It, it, the history behind it is fascinating, too, because it was at, at that point when the movie was made, it was financed and produced by Golan Globus, uh, Canon Pictures, you know, yeah. who of course became a fixture in 80s trash cinema. Um, but at that point in time, they had uh, experienced enough financial mm-hmm. momentum to where they thought that they would take a big gamble and Mah- Menachem Golan decided he wanted to do a musical. And take a chance on it, and do a musical. And take a chance on me. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, mama Mia, Mama. Nia. Nia. Uh,
3: mama, mama Nia. Nia. Uh, Here we go again. Oh uh, my, my. Uh,
0: um, uh, But yeah, I if you have to not, let it go. Yeah, if you have not seen <laughs> the Apple, um, the Apple is basically a coked up disco-fied version of the Adam and Eve story, uh, in which two kids from Moose Jaw, Canada. Um, when a an American Idol slash Top of the Pops type uh, TV show, and becomes seduced by fame, uh, and, and it's all set in what's basically sort of a dystopian world. It's
1: kind of, of like
0: 1994, yeah, yeah <laughs> the, the distant future of 1994, aka um, uh, an airport in West Germany. <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, mm-hmm. and, or East Germany. I don't
2: know.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it's just absolutely fascinating. I mean, I, I've always I, I likened it when I first saw it I likened it to a uh, to a musical that might have been done by Ed wood <laughs> if somebody had given him like a million dollars and cocaine instead of alcohol um, because it really has that it has that kind of just dis- disjointed strange um, totally wrong-headed quality to it uh-huh. in a glorious way I mean it's you know for better or for worse it is it, it is full-on it is a 110 percent full-on Effort. The people who are making it are not half-assing it in the sense that they're they're pouring 110 of something into it. <laughs> yeah. I would say cocaine.
1: Um,
2: and uh, one of the early roles for Mary Stuart Matheson, Matheson, Matheson.
3: That's um, right. Before.
2: Uh, uh, the Comment. Catherine Mary, Mary Stewart. Yeah.
0: I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, it's blah 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 blah
2: Catherine hey, Mary Stewart. Three are, three, three names. Three names. I was gonna say like similar, similar names. All oh, Irish names. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: and also, uh, there is a, a tiny little cameo in one of the dance sequences by one Finola Hughes, who ended up playing the lead in another crappy '80s musical. Bless you, Staying Live. Oh yeah, uh, she had the lead in that and also became a soap opera star of note. She's in um, one of the numbers, and we were originally talking about this being horror musicals. There's a there's a number that is set in sort of a it's sort of a disco horror on Verone. Uh, where you have uh, characters running around in animal masks and finola hues with a lot of eye makeup um, and an actual actual gyrated. actual actual vampire <laughs> yes oh God it's me and some of the most some of the like like the most insanely and inanely catchy songs ever. I mean the opening track, um, "Do the Bim," um, uh, and of course it, it 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 has it makes really ham-fisted attempts at um, kind of lampooning the record slash entertainment industry because instead of BMI it's B I M is the giant multinational uh, yeah uh, and also it, it features an absolutely jaw dropping uh, villain performance by a, a Russian actor named Vladik Shebal. Um, who? It's a
3: villain name, right? Yeah, here.
0: absolutely. Who uh, plays Mr. Boogaloo? Who is the <laughs> Mephistopheles figure in the film? I, you know, it's one of those movies where describing the plot doesn't do justice of the experience itself because the movie is so from dimension X, um, and the the closing uh, sequence and musical number. I, I don't even want to describe it. I just want people to see it. Yeah, go check. It. You
2: can find it easily. Now there's a Rift Tracks. So you can, yeah. if, if you can't find it on disc, you can you can probably stream it somewhere, or you can go to mm-hmm. RiftTracks.com and because their, their their version is the one with the movie plus them synced up to it uh, already, so you don't have to find find it separately so it is out there now and available uh, in
0: addition to the MGM UA DVD which I think is out of print I believe Arrow Video of all people actually oh. put out mm. a high def version of this huh. with a few more extras yeah I have a like, kind of with cat- the commentary and okay. uh, a
2: look behind the scenes I th- the American one then I think the uh I think the arrow one is, is UK only or
0: can yeah. Be imported yeah, because the, they didn't put out the one that I own but anyway that so that one's insane uh, <coughs> and, but it's really interesting because you had this whole spate of musicals that I think they came out in such rapid succession it was too late for each respective maker of each film to realize that they were <laughs> on a train Yeah, and one of which one of the most fascinating ones is can't stop the music which was which meant to be to a oh, star music. which was meant to be like the star making uh, musical vehicle for uh, the village people yeah. And uh, what was fascinating about that is when that movie first began production in 1978, the Village People were on top of the world. They had multiple top 10 singles, they had two platinum selling albums. Um, nothing could stop the Village People at except, that point, except <laughs> the fact that right around <laughs> 1979, 1980, you had a huge, huge, and I uh, Honestly, largely American-fueled backlash against disco. Um, rock fans were starting to become completely um, aggravated with the uh, the glossiness and the excess. Uh, and the, you know, honestly, and this is, you know, grunting American, hick-like nature, the androgynous mm. nature of disco. These things all... Um, uh, aroused the ire of rock fans who burned disco records en masse. And that happened just weeks before. Can't Stop the Music opened in theaters and the movie sank like a stone. Um, It is one of the most... um, It's one of those movies that attempt... that is sort of like a cocaine-addled attempt at the same sort of innocent, let's-put-on-a-show type of musical that you got with the, like, Judy Garland and Mickey yeah. Rooney, um, like, uh, musicals in, like, the late 30s and early 40s, except it's transposed to a ridiculously um, sanitized uh, version of the Village People. I mean, the Village People were significant because they were one of the first, um, like, homocentric bands that became a big selling, like, became um, mm-hmm. embraced by the mainstream, Albeit rather naively because not everybody, amazingly enough, uh, realized that they were, you know, they were gay men acting out gay stereotypes. Um, but yeah, the movie is just, well, it's directed by Nancy Walker, who um, was Rosie the Bounty paper towel lady in, in the ancient uh, paper towel <laughs> commercials. Uh and talk about a weird-ass cast. Steve Gutenberg from oh, the Police Academy yeah. movies, plays the lead. His character's name is Jack Morell, which is a an anglicized version of Jacques Morelli, um, the producer and uh, and uh, songwriter who basically created, uh, was the Svengali behind the village people. And it also co-stars bruce jenner back when he was bruce jenner um as well as valerie Perrine, one of my favorite kind of 70s blondes who was in uh the first superman uh had a wonderful supporting turn in slaughterhouse five um it's basically about jack Morell discovering the village people and uh making them big stars and it's absolutely fucking ridiculous.
2: And also, coming out the same year was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club mm-hmm. Band. Yes. Uh, which was- Which is uh, oh. almost, uh, of course, we, we can't spend too much time about everything in general, but do I say that? Uh, Seeing, so like, you know, disco action i whatever, we had the Bee Gees uh, and Peter Frampton yeah. uh, doing Beatles songs with this incomprehensible plot of. Trying to jukebox musical and it is it is, a, it, is it is the first,
0: it makes mom a look like Citizen Fucking Kane. But I just love <laughs> how absolutely insane it is. Where all right, how can we fit?
2: All right, the song has Mean Mr. Mustard. Okay, he's the bad guy and he drives around this tank and <laughs> <laughs> he, he fights God, played by uh, George, Burns. <laughs> George, George
0: Burns. George Burns, yeah, and the person who like he's played God a bunch of times. Yeah, but, uh, it's. Uh, Steve yeah, Barton that, I mean, that is, was, Dr. Maxwell was Well, oh. and the, th- the funny thing was, with that movie, it was produced by RSO, Robert Stigwood, uh, or Robert Stigwood's organization, and it was hot off the heels of Saturday Night Fever, which is a massive, mm, epic yeah. hit. Um, the only thing that kept Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band from being an epic failure of like catastrophic proportions is, ironically enough, its soundtrack. Because in addition to rather watered-down BG slash Peter Frampton cover versions, there are actually a couple of really super strong Aerosmith's covers. Aerosmith's version of Aerosmith uh, Come Aerosmith Together is still playing com- the radio. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire's version of Got to Get You Into My Life is terrific. Um, those two songs were big hits and helped kind of catapult the song, the album itself to uh, pretty sizable hits. Yeah, isn't status. it one
2: like the biggest soundtrack albums of... It, it was.
0: It was a very. It was up until that point. It was definitely one of the biggest. Even if the movie's um, a piece of shit, you get you get solid beetle covers. You yeah, can't go on I, that. that's
2: the reason that a lot of people really like across the universe. This is okay movie, but covers of great songs. Yeah, and, well. and,
3: and nice. Co- well, and, and Julie Taymor. She she does some interesting things. Yeah, I is appreciate is what Taymor you tried of, for, for the movie. The I don't think it always yes. works, okay.
2: but it does. Go. But I,
3: I pre. Well, especially that was her. What her second film? I yeah, think. Yeah, that and Titus. Titus was her first film because she has primarily been a stage director yeah. and yeah, the the movie is one that I I actually kind of enjoy almost as like one long music video. Mm. Um, there's some really cool visuals, some nice covers. Uh, again, I'm not usually a jukebox musical person, but I enjoyed what, like. Uh, what they did with like uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand I think That's it's what really is. I, like yeah. the, I like Beautiful
2: uh, not Beautiful uh, because it's shot really beautifully
3: yeah there's some really nice moments in it and, um, uh, the
2: Beatles themselves have been used multiple times in other oh, musicals yeah. uh, their own musicals with uh, Yeltsin Medium the people were doing their the voices
0: there Help uh, mm-hmm. Hard Day's Night mm-hmm. our Hard Day's Night is, is Hold Up is one of the best movies it is it, it is one of the great films of the 1960s um, but last but not least, on the cocaine-addled <laughs> quartet, is Xanadu, um, which of all of the movies, I think Xanadu was the first one out of the gate. in 1980s is the last, So it was after the yeah. Oh, um, Same in, year as the Apple, and yeah. the other two. Um, there red. was a huge, mm-hmm. because there were an enormous amount of hit singles off of that record, I think, I think the Xanadu soundtrack preceded the release of the film in a lot of areas. Uh, you had uh, the Olivia Newton-John single, Magic. You had um, a couple of ELO songs that were big. You had the title track, of course. Um, and what an, a, another interesting attempt at making, at connecting the old school musical with the new, largely thanks to the presence of Gene Kelly, who looks suitably embarrassed in the movie. <laughs> um, and again, another, just another absolutely... Wrong-headed attempt to weld, you know, kind of traditional, um, traditional, traditional musical structure and style with rock and roll, uh, and roller skating, and roller skating <laughs> exactly. Uh, Look, like Starlight Express. Thank you,
3: Starlight uh. Express. You must confess, are you here? I'm on roller skates. <laughs> all right, let's uh crash. uncouple from
2: this. Right. The audience is uh, No, oh, we, sorry. no, we are
0: not doing any coke. I promise. Yeah. No, no, but I,
3: I have reached a point in my tea where the whiskey is definitely in it. Oh,
2: oh
0: right. good, found the, found, good, found okay.
3: the alcohol. Uh, found the alcohol.
2: But I'm really good. But kind of moving into the, the weirder musicals. That's where, and I, end up, I end up falling from all of my stuff. So honestly, um, me too. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why I like. I don't know. We can talk about sound of music if you guys like, but isn't more fun talk about Hedwig.
3: I, I, was say, I was gonna say, can we can we talk about Hedwig because it's both a stage and a movie musical. Yes, and yeah. and, ba- and then the They're stage both, show yeah. is
2: still going strong. You know, revitalized a couple gets, years ago. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and it it was that was its first time on Broadway. Mm. It ran off Broadway. It was off Broadway the first time. Yeah, out, yeah. yeah. Um, but man, what? A, well, and another show that's designed to be. Like you're seeing the show and you're living it with yeah,
2: because it's a it's
3: technically a rock album. Him, her, yeah, yeah. Oh, the other
0: thing, I will, I will um, amend slightly my initial commentary on why, what musicals work for me, uh, by saying in addition to uh, a musical that has a kind of storyline and non-musical portions that are interesting and or strong enough to pull me through, even if you cut the musical out, um, I think that having a kick-ass soundtrack helps. Um, and I love the soundtrack to Hedwig. And I just, yeah, I just think well, it's but with
3: awesome. the musical, the, the soundtrack is the...
0: So you're saying you like yeah. it both I, the... If it
2: works, it has a good musical. Yeah. It works as a good non-musical part. So, a musical. I, 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 I question <laughs> your
3: understanding of musicals if you say that, only because if you say I like the soundtrack, well, the nature of a musical is really... The music, you do, especially contemporary musicals, are are leaning away from having uh, the the kind of traditional style of we have a scene, we have a song, we have a scene, we have a song. Uh, then
0: I think my issue is that ninety nine point nine percent of the music in musicals, is like fingernails on a fucking chalkboard for
1: me. Oh. So
0: I I think there's something about the musical style. I do. The piano ballad I do question again, however,
3: though, this to me is a, because we've said a number of ones that you like. So I feel like this might be a, I don't like horror films because I don't like slashers or torture (laughs) porn situation. How many musicals, Like contemporary musicals, uh, ones that are considered not just your, again, your Rodgers and Hammerstein, whatever, but your your contemporary, your new classics, your cutting-edge ones, your Pulitzer Prize-winning musicals. How many of those have you listened to? Just
0: a pause. Crickets, crickets. Um, Honestly, not an enormous amount
3: because i i only say this cuz growing up like my brother is a he loves his rock music, he loves his alternative, he was a grunge kid. And i got so much shit for him because there is this snobbery that that says if if you to like musical theater to like musicals is to like a lesser thing. And and my my counter argument is that is just the same as saying I don't like horror films because I don't like gore.
2: But was like, but Danny, just listen to the wall. Oh well, no, no, it's different. Well, <laughs> well, and that's just it. then, well then
3: when you start to throw, well, what about this? Oh well, no, that's not the same thing. What about this? Oh well, that has music well, on it. Well, Tommy's doing his own thing, you it, know. Yeah, it's, well, it's this, all there. Okay, well, it's
0: this all the in thing. genre. Aside aside from Jesus Christ Superstar, I detest every single note of music I've ever heard from Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, One I, find, I, didn't find, love I find actually, I, I really find the vast majority of Sondheim stuff musically just kind of puts me to sleep. That's fair. I have a hard time getting through that. Um, Two composers. Uh, uh, Hamlish. I'm not hugely fond of Hamlish? His. Marvin Hamlish. Oh, Marvin Hamlish. I'm, Sorry, yes. I'm not hugely fond of his work um three, i three honest, composers. see on it well i mean i <laughs> the thing is
3: i, I could name three horror directors three directors three. quentin tarantino i'm not a huge fan of his behavior i mean like
0: I, well the, the, and this is a thing i mean again i will cop to the fact that i have not ex- been exposed to as much as far as musicals go um my ear does not appreciate um the traditional Broadway style um, kind of piano ballad sort of. And my argument is
3: what you're talking about has not been what we're seeing in musical theater for the most part in the last couple of decades. But
0: this is the thing. There is a very homogenized quality when you transpose uh, any sort of, any sort of rock music. Most of the time when you transpose um, rock music to a musical format there, it, it invariably becomes glossier. It becomes less edgy. Um, I, so I tend I tend to really not have a lot of patience with it, and I and I know that there's there's a whole world of stuff that I could likely be opened to that I haven't been opened to yet, um, and that's why it's nice to be doing this podcast and listening to the two of you yourself. wax <laughs> philosophical and rhapsodic about these things.
3: Because I'm not saying that you have to like you don't have to like musicals. I just take issue when people say I don't like them, but don't don't really listen to them or because they're basing it on i mean again it's the horror argument if if you are very well familiar with something and you still don't like it cool but there's especially again the last 20 30 years they're like weber weber hasn't produced a what's considered in theater a good show since (laughs) I mean, uh, Sunset Boulevard (laughs) But Sunset Boulevard was post-Phantom, I think
2: Uh, I think so Well, I'm not sure And that's
3: kind of considered, at least for me The last one I can look at and be like This was a decent piece of theater And that was the, what, early 90s? You know where I was
0: Well, this is, well, you know, again
3: So like 30 years since Weber has been relevant
0: Well, I will, I'll throw out a couple of other Blasphemy bombs here and say I detested Rent and I like I heard, I've heard, i heard a significant portion of the Hamilton um, uh, soundtrack, and I'm not fond of it at all. We might have to kick you out. So, no, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I know I'm out. And no, I'm, no I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
3: I also say seeing something makes a difference.
0: Oh, I would absolutely agree with that, I'm sure.
3: Because the theater part of it means it's meant to be uh, experienced. But... Uh, I mean again i am not i'm not saying you have to like musicals it's just some of the things you've said make me question some of what you've been exposed to because you're talking about a lot of uh we look at a lot of off-broadway currently for what we're seeing as developing some of the the best stuff and then it's moving on towards broadway you see a really eclectic mix and there's kind of stuff for everybody.
2: It's like you have in any other genre.
3: Well, exactly. And it's, it's, what's actually playing on Broadway is increasingly stuff that's going to sell to tourists for the most part, which are not musicals that, it's why I don't, every time I go back, I don't see something on Broadway because there's not always something on Broadway I want to see. I'll see something off Broadway. Uh, But for every, uh, I mean, what I saw... Uh, Hades Town, last one was is back. Brilliant. Which I I love and again, yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think the music is brilliant. I think the
2: that's currently my wife's obsession right now. That and some comet thing. I don't know.
3: Oh, <laughs> Natasha Pierre. I fucking love <laughs> Natasha Pierre because again, it's it's just stylistically, it's so interesting. The music is fascinating, uh, and it's one of the it's something different.
2: So you don't want to go see famous movies now musical.
3: For the most part, no. Yeah. I so can so think so of so very... So well, but, but I mean, that's just it. The I vast it majority good. of what it, so. is long running on Broadway are things that sell tickets. The so Like, the, the, the Band's Visit is a good example for me. That show was brilliant. It won the Tony. Uh, it was beautiful. And it lasted about a year on Broadway. And it closed. And it's touring now. But it, it wasn't a show that even despite winning multiple Tonys. It was not a show that brought people in the same way Rock of Ages brings people or Wicked brings people. Uh, and
0: See, I'm not fond of Wicked either.
3: What, and again, these are all, these are not to me What are the most interesting things happening in musical theater? These are shows that are crowd pleasers These are shows people go and see because they sell tickets. They're commercially accessible. But for a lot of us theater nerds, they are not the things that we are excited about. These are not the things that we are... Uh, I mean, uh, Natasha Pierre originated off Broadway. Uh, well, before that, it originated as workshops and Fringe. Uh, same with um, Hades Town. They did the live off Broadway for album. It's been ever. in development for, like, for the, the years, concept yeah. album <laughs> happened, yeah, like fifteen years ago. Uh, and and a lot of what you're, I mean, Six even was one that came out of uh, uh, the UK, and it developed. I want to say the girls that that made it were in college and they took it to to Edinburgh Fringe. And so you're seeing stuff coming out of theater festivals, fringe festivals, fringe theater, off Broadway. That's where you're kind of getting the most interesting stuff. And when you're lucky, it transitions to Broadway and it gets a run. And when you're really lucky, it becomes a big enough of a hit. It sticks around for longer than a year. So you might get to see it. Otherwise, you need titles that bring an audience, which are Disney titles, movie titles, And, you know
0: jukebox musicals.
3: Jukebox musicals. But most theater people do not like those. And it's also nothing against people who do like jukebox musicals. My dad loves jukebox musicals. But I'm you know, and again, it's it's is it my taste? No. But do I appreciate why somebody who doesn't follow theater likes them? Yeah, it's music they recognize. And some people have a hard time getting around. The people are bursting into song.
2: Yes. It's, let's get back to you're talking about movie musicals of weird stuff. <laughs> so, headway
3: <Edwin.
2: laughs> <Just a guess. laughs> Is it a wonderful rock musical with great songs that stand on their own. You can take that album and just like, put it out as an album. And, or this, in, in the context of the, of the show and the movie, it is. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, making
3: it as he goes. Yeah
2: and the, uh, telling his story but of course Tommy knows he's going and stealing it which I've seen on stage a couple of different times and mm-hmm. what's funny about that talking about my dad in musicals is uh, I showed it to my brother and my brother loved it and the next day we were driving somewhere I think we were driving to my grandparents' house and we put on Hedwig and my dad's was like I'll oh, put on a CD so we put that on he doesn't listen to the lyrics at all and he's just like and he's like yeah that's great uh, Yeah, he's just bopping along thing, Like he was like man that was great what was it was Like, like uh, something you wouldn't like because <laughs> my dad would definitely not like Hedwig if he knew the concept of it <laughs> Um, but uh, that's uh. So let's talk about one of our favorite movies from the last couple years, is uh, Anne and the Apocalypse. Yeah, uh, horror talked musical. About it. Yeah, we talked about it.
3: We've talked about a couple. Of a couple of times,
2: Chris's yeah. uh, I best of it Sorry, it's now on Amazon Prime. So I know. Yeah, I have you no excuse. Check that out. Um, but uh, blah
0: blah 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 <laughs> Kind of lost. Trying to thought. Um. There. I have a couple of very, uh, Japanese musicals that I'm very fond of. Mm-hmm. One of which we've actually, I think, mentioned previously, which is uh, Takashi Maike's mm-hmm.
3: Happiness of the Katakuris. <laughs> it's on my list. Which
0: is an absolutely delightful bit of uh, dementia. Uh, if you're not familiar with the film, well, first of all, it's directed by Takashi Maike, who is the most prolific film director this side of Roger Corman and Vensum. How many films has he directed right now? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, He's geez. into like a hundred. I know. i like, yeah. give you a number, 200. but by tomorrow, it'll go yes. by. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <you> know, by, <laughs> so by tomorrow, he he'll have, have three up. more made. Um, but what's astonishing about Manike is that he, the better part of the time, he kind of hits it. And this is definitely one of those movies that did. Now, I, I, I must confess, this was based on, I think, a Korean film um, that had an identical concept. Um, but it's not been very exposed here, so I would not be able to speak to the virtues of the original. I can only speak to the virtues of the one that um, that I and the two of you as well have seen, which is, I. it's this wonderfully sweet-spirited, yet absolutely daft pastiche of traditional musical and Bollywood and uh, black comedy, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's got all these wonderful visual cues for everything from Sound of Music to Bollywood musicals to Dawn of the Dead and and every other point in between. Um, there's an incredible amount of sweetness to it uh, alongside the black comedy, and you never know from one minute to the next where the movie's going. But it has, in its own strange way, more heart than... Like and and more, I feel like um, sincerity than a fair amount of musicals out there. What 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 do you guys have to say about that film?
2: I like it a decent amount. I haven't seen it since it came out on DVD, so it's been uh, a while. I have, so I, have I have out the, the Blu-ray game. and it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I should loan it to you. Uh, Kim, what else?
3: Are we listing? Uh, sure, no. I don't I'm just that. <laughs> <kind> of... <laughs> How you want to avoid that? So yeah, I was trying to, to avoid, that, but it's uh, kind of
2: seeing where uh, things go from there. Um, give us a new topic. Okay. <laughs> uh,
3: am I just list? Am I? I've got a lot of movies on here I could talk about. Uh, are we looking at movie, uh, musical movies? Uh, they
2: don't have musicals, yeah. I
0: think it's t- the topic oh, for now. Second Japanese musical, uh, Legend of the Stardust Brothers from 1985. I need to see that. i so is, mad I missed it last year. It is, it is absolutely wonderful. It was, you know Even in a country that kind of prides itself on embracing really weird-ass movies, um, uh, slices of pop culture, Legend of the Stardust Brothers left Japanese audiences completely and totally confused back when it was made in 1985. Um, and it is a very strange movie. Um, the basic plot line is, is basically about two uh, different types of musicians. One is a uh, like gut level rock and roll rockabilly guy. The other is this very suave um, new wave singer and they get together and basically start this strange boy band. Um, And in between that are are musical numbers that are just completely off the rails. Uh, The movie is very informed by music video style, um, only it's a lot more extreme and it's a lot more strange. Uh, It kind of almost flirts with Phantom of the Paradise territory, although not quite as... uh, you know, not quite as trenchantly corrosive, a lot more, very much in, in keeping with the 80s, a lot more kind of day-glow and bright-colored, but no less subversive and weird. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, and it's definitely worth getting a look at. Um, I'm not sure if it's out on video here, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I had the good fortune of seeing it at during the Seattle National Film Festival last, last year. Yeah. yeah. And I was absolutely tickled and delighted, and uh, like happiness. The Katakuris, you literally didn't know where it was going to go from one scene to the next.
2: And uh, on, on things, saw it sif. Did you guys watch The Yeah,
3: I have that on my list. Uh, uh, that one's just—it's fun. It's—it's yeah. what—it's how I wish Disney's would have ended. Too. <laughs> like, that's what I was aiming for. Yeah, the
2: Little Mermaid had more, uh, you know. Cannibalism, or visceral, <laughs> cannibalism, visceral. and holiness. Yeah, if, if, if
3: Disney and... had the balls yeah. to do it right, <laughs> uh, no, it's delightful. It's it's delightful. Uh, it's uh, colorful in a weird way, and the music's fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's
2: weird it as such a humor, It's way so it looks, weird. Yes, it's it's on Criterion, so it's yeah. findable and like.
3: But it's uh, it's it's. You're you're sometimes you feel like you're in reality and sometimes you're not. <laughs> you're in some kind of weird fairy tale and you're like, "Okay, I'm fine it's with weird
0: this. Polish films."
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's on it's my fun. it's on my list and it I know it's fun. on
3: Amazon Prime. I'm,
0: I'm very eager to see it. You know, and this is like while we're at it, um, I'm just going to blurt out another um, film musical that I absolutely adore. You know, it, I'm slowly but surely. This is like me in a conversation I had a couple years ago with somebody about, you know, not giving a damn about Spectator sports and realizing, wow, I really kind of like being in, an, in a, I really kind of like being in a stadium and seeing a baseball game. <laughs> you're say, like,
3: uh, for someone doesn't <laughs> really like musicals, you're listing a lot of. Them. I, I know. Well,
0: I, I, I pride myself in researching well. Um, but I mean, one of the others. You haven't seen any of these movies, actually. One <laughs> of the other. Um, the Wikipedia's. There you go. I'm just making it all up. I hate everything hmm. um, is uh, the Umbrellas of Cherbourg.
3: Oh yeah, I love Japanese that. I haven't seen film. Well, and it's an interesting, again, because it's entirely song.
0: Yes. And one of the other things that I think is very fascinating about it is um, I think people associate traditional musicals with epic storylines and grand gestures. And The Umbrellas of Cherbourg is very much about a relationship that that sprouts forth full flower and then just sort of peters out. There's a this, there's this sense of there's this sense of kind of resigned honesty to the way it ends. Um, and it's really interesting in how it takes a very insular situation, which is this uh, this romance and the dissolution of it and these two people growing up and moving on and then um, happening to bump into each other years later, uh, how it takes that very insular um, scenario and it imbues it with... Uh, it imbues it with this sense of uh, kind of neo-realist honesty, which is something that you do not get a lot from from uh, at least the traditional template of the musical. Um, but even with that in mind, it's also one of the most visually beautiful movies I've ever seen. It's so lovely to look at, and those Michelle Legrand songs are just those. Those are um, musical style songs that. Kind of make me melt inside.
2: Your description really reminded me of a. It's not a weird musical by any means, but yeah. uh, uh, and I don't think the movie itself is all that good. Uh, but the last five years. Um, oh, the movie's horrible. Yeah. The show's good. The show, yeah. Uh, but the movie, about, I, the uh, movie
3: version's awful, but the stage show is great.
0: Of uh, the last five years.
3: The last five years. Oh, i oh, well, It's called <laughs> the last five years. Uh, this is how ignorant
0: Brown. I am.
2: And, uh, oh, wow. and the Kendricks yeah. in the movie. I can't Who's remember on first? What's on uh, second? The movies,
3: the, mo- the movie adaptation's horrible, but the musical, like the stage show, was fantastic.
2: It, it tell, uh, if you're not if you're not aware, uh, it tells story of of, uh, of a couple and their lives are the they're, his point they're of view a and from They're each from different point of view. They're each at different yeah.
3: points of the relationship. You start with her at the end, and you start with him at the beginning. And they slowly are moving towards each other until they sing one song together where they meet in the middle. And then as it progresses, she's progressing back to the beginning and he's progressing to the end of their relationship. It's really it, Jason Robert Brown does some really interesting shows but yeah it's, uh, so yeah. essentially like
2: you know, so, so their it, relationship yeah. lump, but it's all about you know their so, relationship so it's kind of like a,
0: applying sort of a pulp fiction slash memento <laughs> structural device to a musical
3: yeah, yeah. I know, actually, uh, that's cool. it's a two-person show yeah. uh it's but yeah no it's it's really a beautiful show the movie version sucks please 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 <laughs> don't watch the movie and think this is what the show is on stage it is stunning and the music is gorgeous uh well, and and Parade is another. It's again, it's not a movie, but it's another one of his musicals that tells about the um, mer- uh, the murder of um Mary Fagan and the the Leo Frank uh, case. It's hmm. really interesting. Uh, this is this is cheesy. This is not something that's like high art form, but it's a little weird. And it b- was born at the Rider strike, which somebody had said something about earlier. Uh, which is Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog. Yeah, La- yeah. Which is a. a
2: down my list here. It's it's, it's a different fun. Way it's, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: well, I mean, yeah. uh, Neil Patrick Harris is just really charming, and uh, Nathan Fillion is fun. I am, you know, standing back, Hammers. everyone.
2: Yeah. Here to see him <laughs> in, in <laughs> <the> dance
3: <laughs> in the middle of Me. Well, and it's <laughs> another example. Like you've got a couple uh, works that I, I think. Like the South Park musical,
2: it's a, is, it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic
3: because they, he understands the structure yeah. of the.
2: Would you see a uh, Trey, Trey Parker's on something that's like yeah. three different times on my list? One, well, yeah. because I mean, well, cannibal, there's a guy. Yeah, there's cannibal a guy. Musical. There's a yeah, guy who has sure. a
0: very good understanding mm-hmm. of the of the musical and, uh, the and as such subverts it mm-hmm. quite wonderfully.
3: Uh, and later then, Book of Mormon, which is again one of the yeah. like top selling musicals um but uh it, it's uh, uh dr horrible sing-along blog was was unique to me because it was born out of the writer strike that was why they did it everybody was shut everything was shut down so joss whedon and and neil patrick harris and a couple other of uh, People who like to work with God they are like, rotten. do I just do this thing? And it spawns something I think is really interesting, which is commentary the musical.
2: Yes, which is great.
3: Which is fabulous. <laughs> so they they basically they have uh, the for I'm sure anyone listening to this knows about Doctor Horrible, but it's the three parts. It was released as three parts and then they later made an album of the actors making commentary of it, but it's its own musical. Yeah, it's
2: on it's on the disc on the, yeah. on, the, on, the on the DVD if <laughs> you have that. And uh, it's funny I've done it I've done shadowcast of, of Doctor Horrible, but there's uh, one cast who does shadowcast of Doctor Horrible. They also do the shadowcast of commentary the musical. Oh, <laughs> so wow! that? That's layers. So that's there's like, layers yeah, there. that's um, meta. No.
3: There's that's that's a.
2: So it's a yeah, it's a shadowcast of a commentary. Of a movie, <laughs> no,
3: the, the South Park musical, man, that's good. It's just good. Yeah, that gets
2: in all all the genres, all the all different ways that it this yeah. approaches. Yeah, uh, they've got
3: their Lay Miz number <laughs> with the the. Uh, they've got the the Uncle Fucka. You've got, I mean,
2: they get, yeah, the uh, Small
3: it, Mountain Town.
2: Uh, I, I love the fact that. Uh, blame Canada was was nominated for for you know, for, for, for for an
3: for freaking Oscar, man. <laughs> and, uh they have
2: Williams. wrong williams Now, Uncle was nominated.
3: To great. Oh. Every so often <laughs> there's that like you really you want something to happen because you want them to have to sing it. You it's, uh when they when when the Triplets of Belleville song was was yeah, nominated. Yeah, it's it's uh, and the song they sang it I think they sang it for the for the oscars in english yes they did uh but it's it's in french and uh because i remember when i first when i was watching i was like this is not how i'm expecting to hear this (laughs) song this is it this is weird listening to this in english uh but man yeah that's a that's a fun movie too um
2: Crippledge Bellevue or South Park? Both are. Both are. (laughs) I'm
3: an unapologetic. I like South Park. It's it's had its problems. It sometimes is rather tone deaf to things, uh, and it's not perfect, but man... Yeah, I Southwark
2: Bigger Longer Uncut is as is such fantastic. a well-written music this, yeah. as, as a movie and it's, it's so it's, it, it gets a right
1: level set
3: to <laughs> he would kick an ass or two that's what Brian Vitano do I get it it's it, the structure it just it hits all those
2: I might have decision.
3: to listen on the way home. Now. <laughs> I know. Now I'm like, man, I haven't watched that in a long time. I haven't watched it in a long time. I've listened to it. Every so often, one of the songs pops up out of nowhere am I, uh, am I, when I have it on shuffle of like all of my stuff and it kind of, it's a delightful surprise.
2: But uh, as Tony mentioned earlier, talking about um you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, mm-hmm. Cannibal the musical. is so wonderful. It's a college <laughs> production. then with the Electrum yeah. yeah. then they went back of, and film more. Yeah. What <laughs> a triumph
0: of like just pure untethered creativity. Yeah. Like at a, like a, a, a shockingly young age for these guys. You
3: yeah, know? This is made by whatever yes. money
2: we can get for the pawn shop. Yeah. And go and <laughs> and let's just
3: do this. Yeah. Uh, I will say one that uh, Stage fright which yeah. came out a couple years ago. Well, 2014, I think. think yeah. yeah,
0: 2014.
3: Uh, I didn't like it. I, I liked the
0: idea
2: I, of it. I
3: liked it. <laughs> I wanted it to be better. I want particularly cuz she had meatloaf in there. Yeah. I was like, I want this to be better than it is because it should be so cool. It should be camp meets. Uh I don't know, Slash or the musical, um, and it, it, it
2: meets the other stage. For meet
3: the it. yeah, it meets, yeah, yeah, like uh, because camp. Talk about again another absolutely delightful. Know, camp. Oh, it's uh, it 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 was really Anna Kendrick's in it. Actually, it's a, just basically like a theater camp, and, and uh, not a horror film. No, okay. no, it's, it's a weird musical. It's a weird musical about teenagers at the summer camp, at the summer performing arts camp, and Anna Kendrick sings the ladies who lunch, and it's kind of awesome. Um, but no, I really wanted to like it, and I was really disappointed in it that it was not better than it was. Which I realize, you know, you're setting high expectations for something that you should not be setting high expectations for. Yeah, I was
2: gonna say that the music was all just like the killer with the
3: yeah, which
2: no, is fine to me for music, but it's, it but it doesn't really work for that. And it's also no. like, how is the show working? You know, it's like, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, your people making this know how a play works, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That always just took me out of it, but uh, Meatloaf is uh, good to hear him sing again. But the first time he sang on film between 1975 with Rocky Horror, and the next time he sang was uh, on film um, was for Tenacious D in like 2003. Oh no way! Yeah, like he he was in movies, but he didn't sing. That was the first time
3: he sang from. From Rocky,
2: all, I think Rocky Horror. It's Rocky. From I Rocky think he, Horror all the way he up. Did to to he did not have a musical role. In spite, you think he was sung in Spice World, but he didn't. No,
3: that's
2: right. <laughs> oh um, he had a moment wow. to sing Spice World, and he did not. Yeah, and Disney, uh is their sophomore, and I like them in that level in the same way I still like Malrats, um, but definitely not great. I picked Destiny, took a second viewing before I actually liked it, but I do. One thing I did, like, the first time around, but do, like, still is the, um, uh, Dave Grohl was the devil at the end. That yeah. bit is cool. The rest of it's really iffy. Uh, their TV show was pretty funny, mm-hmm. uh, for a 17-year-old the first time I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I lo- regress back to are, that, a lot yeah. A things are. Yeah. It's the yeah. same way, like, uh, yeah, it's like the same era of Mallrats, you know? The, um... yeah.
3: Well, there's stuff, too. I mean, there are things I haven't watched in so long, partially because I don't want to, because... I'm afraid if I watch it now, I won't like it. Yep. And I would rather hold on to the memory of... Fair enough, fair enough. You know, thinking it's going to be good. Uh, the, um... Uh, where's my list? Like my Spice World. Let's get another. Don't you disparage actually, Spice no, World, I'm, son! Sorry. I actually you like dare. Spice World. <laughs> Don't you dare! Uh, Spice World is a holiday night, but ass, different. Watch. No,
2: actually, I, I like Spice World. It's stupid. In every it's way, stupid, but, yes. but it, it knows, is exactly, knows what exactly what it is. It is. I, have yeah. a, I
3: have a deep appreciation for things that know exactly what they are, yeah. particularly so I, in, in theater. So
2: I listened to the "How This Get Made" for Spectral the other day, and they were just trashing it I'm like you guys funny. watched worse movies in this that movies that didn't understand how bad they were yeah. this one knows exactly what it is I can't believe you guys are just going nuts on it
3: you know? like, Josie and the Pussycats that's fun one it's really fun but it was marketed wrong
2: yeah and that's a movie that knows exactly what it is it, so it knows right? exactly
3: what it is and it, it went in knowing what it was going to be and the music's fun uh, but they, back
2: door lover
3: <laughs> but they marketed it they marketed it so poorly people then were like I don't understand what I'm seeing this is not what I thought and they got mad about it uh you can I feel like we can't talk about some of these musicals and not talk about um repo,
2: yeah, and I, devil's I,
3: carnival. Yeah, I was devil's gonna ask carnival. what you guys think of those. Yeah, so yeah. I
2: hate all those, and I don't know what you guys feel about those.
3: <laughs> I don't hate them. Uh for me there are times I listen to something and I'm like, oh, I dig this, and then I see it live or I see it on film, and I'm like, I dig this less <laughs> now. Uh when I first heard Repo, I was like, okay, this is this is fun. Uh, you know, uh, Zydrate Anatomy, that's kind of a cool song. Grave Robber singing, Graves, really loudly. Like, that's fun. Um, and I love Anthony Stewart Head. Uh, yeah, he's great. Beca- you know, uh, but watching it, I was like, this,
2: like <sighs> I honestly feel the same way. I like the music of Repo. Yeah. I think the movie itself is an overproduced mess.
3: It's Yeah. Uh, it, where it they tried nuts.
2: so much, so much. They're throwing everything at the wall and none of it sticks. And none of it sticks.
0: <sighs> and it's just too busy.
3: I and think
2: a, the, none the, of
0: it sticks it, to your wall. Well, yeah. and, and, and It like, sticks to my wall. <laughs> I actually like it quite a bit. I, don't, I,
3: I, <laughs> I, I like, like it. it. I just, it's... I wanted to like it more than I did. And it's something that I've kind of, it's grown on me a lot, partially because I like the music and I like the I I like I Paris Hilton has weirdly grown on me in that film. She's actually
0: good in that movie. She's, she's good. good. She's really effective yeah. in the movie. I And I love
3: so. Sarah Brightman too. Like she's somebody I kind of watch do anything. I I just I think I wanted I wanted some different. There was moments where if I wanted them to have more budget to do what they obviously wanted to do with mm. it. Um I I like though I I like the same with Devil's Carnival. I thought Devil's Carnival Alleluia
2: I do I didn't like either of those in the beginning. I, <laughs> I mean again, Carnival I like
3: the music more than I like the film, partially because that's what I feel like it's it's the particularly Devil's Carnival. Devil Car- Devil's Carnival Alleluia tries to do a little bit more storyline wise. But Devil's Carnival just wants to have these little vignettes with songs. I enjoy the music. Uh, it's why I like what they uh what he's been making. Now he's been doing the uh, American murder, song, the murder ballads. Yeah, something like that. And I, the, I love those. They're fantastic. I went and saw them live a couple times, and uh, they're just basically redoing and remaking the old school murder ballads into more contemporary pieces. And I fucking love it, man. I love old murder ballads. That's
0: a that is a musical tradition that I adore. Yeah. Likewise.
3: And and I like what they're doing with it. And part of what I like is that I feel like this is where he excels, and it's not necessarily in. This kind of storytelling and this big overarching story it's in these little little compact stories within a song. We want to tell one story in one song. Because uh, that's what he did well in, in the Devil's Carnival movies. There's not really a huge storyline to it, but there's some really cool songs. In, in, all, in All My Dreams I Drown, that's a cool song. Uh, the the one about the prick of the scorpion, the prick goes the scorpion or whatever. It, I don't remember any of them. And I mean, again, I like the music. I <laughs> uh, should watch
2: it again just to see if maybe it hits better the second time around. Uh,
3: well, but it's it's the films themselves. The films themselves are... I thought the second one, I thought Alleluia... Uh, partially because you've got what's his butt as god um uh paul uh
0: sorvino sorvino yeah Yeah,
3: you've got him as playing god and he gets to actually like in the first one he's just in it as a little cameo in the second one he's um a character and and there's more of a plot and you've got uh adam pascal uh who's a a musical theater name he's a person um but yeah, no. I mean, I I appreciate them. I appreciate anything that's trying to also merge horror and musicals, uh, because it's it's, hard to, do. It it's come really to, hard to do. And
0: the thing is, for all uh, I think for all of their faults, it is you definitely see like you definitely see an individual's. You see like a non-homogenized sensibility. You see somebody who has. A distinctive, even if not successful to everybody, point of view and attempt at creating a piece of art that is not a homogenized and focused group jukebox musical. So, for that alone, um, I think it earned some bonus points. Um, I, you know, it's very interesting. I am not as much of a musical connoisseur, obviously, as the two of you are, and yet I am actually quite fond of Repo. So, maybe that says something. Maybe you have to not be massively. Um, schooled and musicals to enjoy it.
1: <laughs> well, yes,
3: I uh, don't know any Repo. theater hats, who, love,
0: who love Repo.
2: Yeah,
3: I, I enjoy Repo. I just, part of it too is it, it was born as a stage show. And I don't know that... I
0: didn't know that. I thought it was just
3: No, up. it was born as a stage show. And that's, I think, what does it for me is that I've seen it as a stage show. Ah. And there's some things that didn't, that don't translate quite right. Or I wish they'd done this so this would have translated better and that's a problem I have a lot of times when I when I know the stage show before I know a musical um once yeah there's certain things you're it's, it's like reading the book before you see the movie yep it's not that you don't like the movie adaption it's not that I didn't like the Harry Potter movies but you know you read the books first and you're like oh I wish they'd done this and I wish they'd done this and I wish maybe they could have done this a little more like this um, but I, I, I like the movie. I just, there, there's some things I wish had maybe been done a little differently, but it, it's, it's fun. And again, I love the music. I think the music's great. And I love <laughs> Paul Servino popping up doing his opera singer thing. Oh, and, hell yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah.
0: And Anthony Stewart, Anthony, oh, had, yeah. she's that guy is like a fucking... And like, when he, musicals need to be built around that
3: guy, too. Yeah. yeah. He played sauce. Frank when, and
0: Broadway in 2000. It was
2: amazing. Was he, yeah,
3: because he, he did Chess, too. Uh, yeah,
2: from uh, the Sonic, right?
3: Chess? Yeah. I, no, it's not Sonic,
2: no. no. Okay. One uh, Bangkok. <laughs> <so my child. laughs> yeah, I, wrong, I don't know why I, I thought that. But actually, I had no idea that that song was from that until, like, Allison... Uh, started maybe. singing it <laughs> well it, was, it, gave, it gave me the this the kisses from that uh the but uh speaking of horror musicals uh something that I'm surprised we haven't mentioned at this point kind of like one of the Bigger ones, uh, everyone knows uh, that started out as a movie, became a stage show, then became uh, a really successful movie. From there was Little Shop of Horrors.
3: Yeah. And uh,
2: maybe because it's so obvious to me, that's why it's like oh, well, it's just not mentioned. You know? Oh,
3: you because you're thinking. I was like, that didn't start out as a movie. You mean the original? The movie. Movie, yeah, 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 yeah. Nope, you're right, you're right, you're right.
2: Um, uh, and then came back in the eighties. No, it's stage on my show, list. We just, yeah. I just hadn't gotten around but to it yet. Like I was trying to like avoid the bigger things. but like, at some point, if anyone were listening. Like I Jen, it's, Eric or like why have you guys been to Little Shop of Horrors? It's I'm like,
3: <laughs> still gonna stay two of my favorite stage shows I've ever directed. Uh, but it's a fun musical, man. It's just fun. Although I'm bummed that the movie changed the ending. Hmm. I am because the original ending I think is is I love the
2: original ending. I, love and I, I like I like the movie's ending too. I think they both work in their own ways. Uh, I do. Kind of, I hope the new adaptation, if it ever actually happens, it's all it's. it's been rumored. Now that I see
3: who's attached to it, I don't want Not it. Oh, Taryn
2: Edgerton's all right.
3: Scarlett Johansson. Is she playing that. Asian in this movie?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: I'm a little, oh, oh I think I'm od on her. I like her, and I wish she'd stop talking because every time she talks, she makes me like her less.
2: But uh, I think Taryn Edgerton actually be a, a no, a, 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 whoever's last name is would be a good, um, would Be actually good to see more, uh, after seeing him as, as Elton John and mm-hmm. no, I, uh, when he's been I'm able not to, angry but, about him, yeah.
3: I, I I don't love Scarlett Johansson as the uh, but I want I, the plant too, whoever they cast is Audrey too.
2: That's got to be amazing. And, and i it, please be a puppet, please be a puppet, do not CG, oh, Audrey too. That's
3: my other concern. So we're
2: doing
0: yet another... We're
2: doing a remake. Well, it's been talked it's, it's about, been for been talk while, about for a while, but they announced today that they're talking yeah. Taryn Hedgerton and... Um, and, Scarlett and Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Wow. Previously, who they're who me. L- uh, they are talking about... Previously, it was. I heard it was uh, Lady Gaga, but that could have been one of the fake sites, so you yeah, know. Yeah,
3: she's also... Well, I don't know. She... I feel like she actually fits a little bit more oh. than... I'm not saying I necessarily yeah. want her to do it, but she has that kind of I've lived a life in a way that... Scarlett Johansson doesn't have quite yeah. that same look to yeah,
2: it. I, uh, I remember reading that when Star is Born came out, and I haven't heard anything yeah. about that since then.
1: Because
3: so, she we'll may see. not, she not want to all her yeah. stuff to... I mean, she she is a singer, but if she may want to try to break away a little from being the I do movie musicals. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, Little Shop is just
3: I think, I think it's something
2: I think it's that we all watched a lot. Like I know it was on TV Absolutely. continually
0: when I was a kid.
3: You know, we'll be <laughs> a dentist, and, and
2: it was a
0: seminal music. And yes, yeah. again, you know, like singing in the rain. I saw Little Shop of Horrors during its first run. In uh-huh. the theater, in this case nineteen
2: um,
1: yeah
0: nineteen eighty six. it was the eighties, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the eighty six, and I and I remember just being absolutely okay. Again, gee, I don't like movie musicals. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. But I like this one. I know you don't um, like movie musicals. I uh, yeah, I uh, you know I mean what you know obviously I mean I I just think it was wonderful that it, it launched Mencken and Ashman's career. It um, one of the reasons why I like it is because it is uh, it lampoons the kind of traditional mm-hmm. musical motifs um, and it's just really damn funny and also I mean you know who do they have doing the voice of Audrey 2 Levi Stubbs the lead singer of one of the great Motown bands ever 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 is doing the voice of Audrey 2 and it's like how can you how can you not adore hearing that wonderful booming baritone voice like like growling out those songs and that and that makes it f- even funnier you know
3: mm-hmm.
0: Uh yeah, I, I really, you know, and of course, Steve Martin's utterly seen Stealing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As a dentist. we
2: well, every Murray in the same scene and originally Jack Nicholson in the first movie. Oh, didn't. that's
3: right. <laughs> well, and, and every time I'm I'm on my tours and we're heading, I always say, you know, we're heading deeper into Skid Row. I always say, downtown where the guy's are rough.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, so if I, uh, one of the things I say in there is like in the Skid Row, if you're a fan of Little Shop of Horrors, it's yeah. playing in your head right you now. Can't, you, you can't, you can't, can't it. stop it. You and usually there's one it. person, uh, one person in the group's like, yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, what?
3: <laughs> I will start singing it to people. If they're not, if they're not lively enough, I'm like, I will sing this.
2: But uh, yeah, I, I mentioned Little Shop on, 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 on my tour too. Yeah.
3: So. Well, cause it's just every time I I say skid row yeah. alarm goes off at seven I'm like sorry <laughs> um, I will say uh, a horror movie musical that part of my distaste for it is because of my love of the stage version which has been which is filmed which is yeah. filmed and you and, can uh, watch there's a couple versions of it at least it
2: two are I've seen two good. I know what you're talking about so. <laughs>
3: that are <laughs> both good is uh, Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. and I have mm-hmm. I have feelings. I have feelings about Tim Burton's version, and they're not good feelings. Mm-hmm. Just
2: take away all the humor. Just I know it is stuff. It is
3: such a funny show, and I don't know where the funny went. Or it went how away he with it. all the
2: chorus. He
3: killed it with the chorus, which is well, he he took a show that is is what is eighty five percent of it is sung, maybe more. Eighty five to ninety <laughs> percent of that show is sung. I
0: think so. something not
3: that yeah? It's it's almost entirely sung there's there's bits there's little scenes i've
0: heard it argued that it is an opera yeah it to is a well place. a lot of it stuff it yeah. goes
3: in that direction but it it is primarily sung and he he took a show that is basically entirely sung and then cast a bunch of non-singers in your lead parts and there's shows you can get away with not having singers in the parts this is not one of them Mrs. Lovett, if she's boisterous, because Angela Lansbury is, she doesn't have what I'd consider to be a
0: great. Fits Mrs. Lovett, but it fits one,
3: and and she's a great musical theater actress because she does character parts. Yeah. You can get away with your Mrs. Lovett as long as she's boisterous, which I'm sorry, Helen Bonham are a lot of things. She is not everything. She does is so it's little. She's a little voice and a little. And yeah, it, it, her worked. singing was
2: not there. No. Like same thing when she, Madame when she was A, Madame Nardiac, like, who was
3: this big presence.
2: Where people say, "Like, oh, who'd you cast?" And the, she's the main voice that people put after, the, uh, without thinking that she can't actually hold on to those roles. No,
3: because she, she, on paper
2: she she uh, very thinnest of paper. She was on kind the of thin, fits. but but the like,
3: there's nothing like watching the stage version where you've got angela lansbury doing worst pies of london as she's going at it and making those pies and chasing that imaginary bug and then the moment she goes the you know talking about the the, the her neighbor who's put bacon pussies into pies you know got to hand it to her what <laughs> up goes <laughs> and then and she's those pussy cats are quick that moment where she acknowledges that she has tried to put, I, it's everything about it is this larger-than-life character. And I'm sorry, Helena Bonham Carter, does she's, no. she's larger-than-life in internally, like she is. I believe that internally there is this crazy world happening, but other than the external but visual... does it translate
0: as a musical no. thing? No. no, it does not.
3: And the I mean the Emma Thompson version that they did recently, like I, I know that Brittany did not like it. Brittany with the Horror Honey, she did not I like didn't it. See that I much. loved it. I loved what they did. It was a concert style.
2: There's <laughs> like the it, Patti Lapone one that I saw.
3: Yeah. I I saw Patti LePone do it on Broadway and I have feelings and I'm not gonna talk about that.
2: It's like there's a the film version of that where well, you with, with as um, Patti
0: LuPone in general, are
2: you? Uh <laughs> Doctor Horrible, uh, what's Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, there's a film one. There's Neil Patrick Harris playing it Anthony. Is, is Anthony. That's the one I. That's the one I saw.
3: Oh, I thought he. Wait, Was he Anthony or he was Toby?
2: Toby, sorry. I thought he was
3: Toby. Toby. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no. So what's really brilliant about the Emma Thompson one and people either love this or hated it, but they, they it was a concert version, and they come out with music stands, all dressed in, you know, concert finery. Like she's got like this long red dress on. And they're putting their music down, and, and the music starts, and they're all standing there, all proper. And the first person who's supposed to be singing, Sweeney, and Sweeney's just kind of looking at him, and he doesn't hit it, he doesn't do it. And they all kind of start <laughs> looking at him, they're like, what, What's going on? And he just knocks the music stand over. And so then they all start doing it, and then they take the stage apart, and they're spray painting things, and they're disassembling, and they're pulling things up. And you're like, Oh, this is not your mom's PBS broadcast of this. Okay, okay, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> anyway, it's not, it's it's filmed, you can watch it. I love it. Not everybody did. I thought it was awesome. I
2: uh, say, so, uh, Tony might uh, get, enjoy myself. By... Actually, oh, I saw, I saw Sweeney on stage a couple different times. Yeah. But 2000 and I think 2007 or eight, I saw it with uh, David Hess playing a oh. uh, Sweet. No! no. Uh, oh
0: my God! He was actually not all that good of
2: a sweet dog. <laughs>
3: It's hard. He, it, he played
2: it with this weird voice, like. uh, uh it, it, But there's no point when, he, when uh we used to joke. I saw with a couple of my friends that it was like crazy Uncle Sweetie because uh, he almost uh, played like like Ed like what's the place? Where Ed plays Mad Hatter, but when he had like my yeah. last because alas, my right arm is complete again. And it's like it's his voice like that goofy? doesn't match. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if maybe it's just where we were sitting, the acoustics, or maybe the performance is off that particular night. Uh, but we call, but we said like. He sounded like he was Roger Rabbit playing playing uh, Sweeney, and it didn't oh quite yeah. work. That's but this is like names. you know, when uh, he was towards the end of his life, he was kind of sick, so maybe he yeah. took him off that well. Uh, but
3: it's it's hard too because like Sweeney is is the most serious part in the whole show. I mean, he he has moments where he cracks jokes; they're usually funny to him. A little priest being kind of the main <laughs> one, but otherwise, he is he stays very serious with good reason too. But yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, but yeah, he died in 2011, so maybe he's just eh, kind of so that maybe, point. Maybe not as. Uh,
0: but it was cool seeing David Hess on stage. He's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's not so right. Krug from The Last House on the Left played Sweeney Todd. <laughs> that's that's funny. absolutely wild. Oh, well, you know, from Last House on the Left, and a song there that he can sing.
3: <laughs> yeah. uh, and he
0: writes, he yeah. wrote songs for Elvis.
2: For we've
3: God not sake. talked about Crybaby, and I feel yeah, like that's, that's, a, here, yeah. that's just a damn crime. <laughs> Please, uh, Mr. Jailer.
1: <laughs> well, and then, Talk
0: about well you baby. know, a Cry Baby, and also, you know, obviously Hairspray. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so, know, so John uh, e.
3: which Waters. Beca- the Which be- was which wait. It's a, a movie, movie that became a stage show that then became a movie of the stage show of the.
2: And then uh, there's, and then the, live there's the live
3: version. and
2: uh, Every time I see John Waters, he always talks about oh, how he has like five different scripts. That he's been paid by other people, yeah, to write sequels to Hairspray of of oh. the stage version. Of the musical version of the movie version, uh, he's written sequels to all of those from people really? asked that not on his own like where HBO can do and say, hey, can yeah. you write a sequel to something. he does? He gets money from. It. He's, he's made more money in recent years writing sequels to Hairspray that don't get produced than anything
3: That's else. Funny. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead,
2: Hairspray. Sorry. Oh no.
3: It, well, I, privately, Hairspray. Privately, I mean, yeah. there, there. I, I actually also I really like Hairspray the movie.
2: Yes. I'm iffy on it, Boney, because I saw it right after seeing the stage show, which had so much energy. Then the movie had less. But that's that's. I See, I movie. saw
0: the movie first, so yeah. for me, it was you know, it's yeah,
3: it's well, it's I, and I, I I saw I saw the musical on Broadway with the original cast, which was fantastic, and I but I thought it was it was one of those rare times where the movie was a was a good adaption of the musical and I don't know if that's because the original source material was also a movie
1: mm.
3: but I felt like it had a real if there was anything I questioned it was maybe perhaps whether or not they should have cast John Travolta although you could tell he was loving it
1: yeah there
3: and was he was more for
2: name than anything yeah, else you yeah.
3: needed the name um but I, th- I also thought Michelle Pfeiffer was yeah great. She in was great. It. Um, and I really
2: saw the, the girl played uh, Tracy got oh, more roles after yeah, that. Yeah, Nikki yeah, Blonsky, yeah. Or, yeah,
3: yeah, she's she's fan. and she was one that they got out of a cattle call, like <laughs> uh, an open call to. But no, I really enjoy and I I have to say I like Queen Latifah as uh, what about yeah. as yeah. Motormouth because I understood why they had to make the adjustment to make it work for her where <coughs> the rhyming was just they made it into a bit that she had to do and it worked. Uh, no, I think the movie version of that is, is really... Zac
2: Efron and uh, Michelle Zac Efron, very well Amanda too. To yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. No, I, I just... I thought it was delightful. Yeah, Zac Efron. <laughs> in his pre-Bundy years. <laughs> now we're in post-Bundy.
2: But, uh, yeah, Crybaby's a lot of fun, too. Since Susan yeah. Tyrell, man. She's oh, awesome. yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Susan Tyrell, Tracy mm-hmm. Lords, uh, Whoever plays... Um, Hatch a Face. Hatch a
3: Face. Yeah. Which, they ma- they made this again into a stage show, I think, too, but it didn't do I don't as... think it...
2: Yeah. They, they've done that a lot. Like, because after, yeah. after Producers was a big hit, they tried it with like, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein,
3: then, Stein, which was... It, it's or miss. It's, it's going to be a live
2: show soon on one of those, like, yeah. ABC lives. I might watch that then. I've never seen it on stage, but...
3: It's it's fine. It's... I mean, it's kind of... It was the Addams Family. I had very similar feelings. I, I do like, like this that is, way. <laughs> I, It's generic. It's so generic. It's obviously Cash Grab There's fun moments, I think mostly because I like Nathan Lane, too, Mm. and and, um, Baby New Earth is is, uh, Mortician. You're like, this is, it is what it is. It's forgettable. They're very forgettable shows. Uh, The Producers is fun. Do I think it's a great show? The movie version's horrible. The musical version, not the original source material.
2: Gene Wilder, Zero Pistole.
3: (laughs) But I, I saw the show three times on Broadway. The first time, because I had tickets with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. Ooh, and yeah. And then I saw it again with other actors, and I saw it a third time because I had friends who wanted to desperately see it who were visiting New York, even though I tried to talk them out of it. Because what <laughs> happened is that the other actors were trying to recreate every bit, every moment, every hand gesture of, of Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. And they're not. They're not Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. And they don't need to be. I wish... I got the impression they'd not been allowed to do their own thing. And Mm. so everything they did was trying to do an impersonation of Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. And it did not work for me.
2: I've seen that happen in a couple of other shows. Like, talking about Rocky Horror, I've seen Rocky Mm. Horror a whole Uh bunch of times on stage. And uh, sometimes it's... This is the movie. And sometimes it's its own thing. And when it's its own thing is when it really works. Uh When they want to be the movie, it just... Fall flat on his face. Um, Occasionally, a couple of scenes ones kind of mix it up a little bit, kind of like as like what people are expecting certain things out of Frank to be Tim Curry ish, and other people just do their own thing. And when it works really well, it works really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, The best one I saw, like really leaned into like the B movie aspect, and that really made a lot of fun. It was this one in Bristol. Tennessee <laughs> oh. but uh, but yeah that's that's definitely an issue when you have a lot of things that people know the movie of of like how do we make it, how well, do we, the, that's one of an issue with a lot of the Disney ones when well, they come through town it's the like I of uh, the
3: well the the, re- the remake they did of the not remake when they did Rocky a couple years ago to do the Rocky mm-hmm. kind of live except not really live
2: I kind of like that one actually
3: I did not but but I,
2: it's really divisive so I I'll liked it.
3: the one thing I liked was um uh, Eddie uh adam adam
2: adam lambert, no, adam lambert yeah, yeah adam I, thought, <laughs> I
3: thought he was fantastic and i i thought he was fantastic uh i wasn't a huge fan of a lot of the rest of it but yeah, yeah. The, i don't think the it really works but so i liked it more than a
2: lot of other people did like yeah. a lot of the rocky community hated it just for yeah. existing um, yeah, i thought yeah. they did it f- good enough job of like melding the stage show the movie right. and the fan experience and they they had they had to answer to all three of those at once mm-hmm. and I think they did a decent enough job of mixing them all together but anyway that's besides the point um, <laughs> I want to bring up if you guys seen uh, true stories from David Never. Byrne
3: I haven't seen it I know of it no. but I haven't seen it
2: uh, it's a fascinating little film uh, it's actually from mid 80s I actually thought it was like 1982 until I looked it up earlier I was like oh no it's like 1984 uh, well, David Byrne directed
1: it uh, yeah, he wrote, yeah. It, wrote it
2: directed yeah. it, I'm, I'm rather the music of the talking
0: I'm, heads I'm quite the talking heads fan and I've never seen the movie
2: it's uh it's just yeah it's this curious little film because it's, it's he's going to uh, he's playing himself and he goes to a small town uh that is is fictional but mm-hmm. uh and they're putting on a couple pageants and stuff. it reminds mm-hmm. me of like if David Lynch made Waiting for Guffman, in a way. Oh, but, wow. But positive. Like, it's a positive David Lynch movie. You know, because you have the small town and the eccentricities and the oddities of the people who live there and the life that they're going through, but in a positive sense, mm-hmm. where, where, you know, Blue Velvet gets in the nastiness of a small town. Right. This gets into, like, the, the fun of it, but also showing how quirky and weird people can be. Hmm. Uh, but in but a, but a loving way. It's definitely... Something to check out. Uh, John Goodman's funny in it. Yeah, he sings a couple songs. He's not a great singer, but it works out. Better than Oliver Reed and Oliver. <laughs> I mean, Tommy. and Or, or Oliver. Or yeah. Oliver. Um, the, uh, anyway, yeah. So uh,
3: They cut most of the songs in Oliver,
2: thankfully. But not all of them.
3: This isn't really weird, but it was one that I saw in theaters when I was a kid and I loved it. Uh, it's just direct. <laughs>
2: I haven't seen it in ages.
3: I know. I, and I haven't seen it's it long Disney enough. It's Disney+. <laughs> I should go. Because I haven't seen it long enough. It's another one where I'm like, will this live up? But man, I had the soundtrack to that. I used to run around singing those songs. I loved Whoopi. Uh, yeah. But there's was, a lot
2: of jokes in there that I did not get as a kid, I'm sure. Uh, if I go back I know, and watch it now, I'm like, this is probably going to be filthy when I watch this as an adult. <laughs>
3: that's, that's what, and that can be what's fun sometimes, the jokes you didn't get when you were younger. But uh, Maggie Smith too. She's in that. No, yep. she's wow. the Mother Superior. So,
2: so, so long, I've been so it.
3: Mother Superior and uh, uh, there I mean, there. It's it's full of of that person but you can't tell as easily because they're all wearing nun habits <laughs> but a lot of the nuns are um, oh what's her name Kathy Najini is yeah I've yeah, yeah, G- never G- heard of her and, and, and from I just saw her White Christmas but she's been in in oh what's her name she passed away a couple years ago uh,
0: Rosemary Clooney uh, <sighs> no
3: the, she's the, the the housekeeper at the hotel or the, the um, oh this is going to drive me crazy hold on Shane uh, Withers she uh, died a few wasn't that Kathleen turned into Freeman.
2: a a, a movie, uh, music, a stage show too? Uh,
3: it was ma- it oh, um, made, oh, Mary when? Wicks. Ah. Yeah. Uh, it was made into a stage show. Yeah, and yeah. it's actually, it's a fun stage show. It's again, it's... um I tell, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> right?
2: What's he doing? Something like that. <laughs> Did he kill anyone? <laughs> probably. He probably killed someone and they needed to... Uh. Someone saw him do it, that's why he'd be in the movie.
3: It, there's <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of like, when you go back and look at the uh the cast you're like oh hey um but uh yeah the the stage show's fun it's it's again it's not to me the most memorable of shows but watching it is fun it's fun to watch and then you leave and you're like wait what was the music oh well uh (laughs) it's fine
2: so uh, so any of you guys enjoy the fun of the travesty of a mess that is reese too Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh Every song yeah. is about
2: sex. I mean, sex, I sex, the, the, sex. The, lose like, our
3: virginities in a bomb shelter or whatever. Yeah. We're, for Let's America. let do it for our country. The red, light and
2: the This queen. is coming after like, procreation, yeah.
3: procreation.
2: <laughs> Although
3: what's funny, it's a lot more in line with, again, with the stage version. Because yeah. the stage version is filthy. Yeah, of uh, Yeah,
2: there's
3: yeah, it a is, lot yeah. more sex in the stage version. They cleaned that shit up for the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I And what an interesting cast. All of whom Wait. have had their various You know, you have Oscar winner Michelle Pfeiffer uh-huh. You have almost um, Matinee idol Maxwell Caulfield And you have Adrian Zamed yes. From T.J. Hooker, who I will argue Is absolutely fabulous in Grease 2 I think he's phenomenal in that movie He's funny, he's charming And the movie sank like a stone So he ended up uh, huh. he ended, So his hair ended up Becoming more famous and more of a big deal Than he did <laughs> Which mm. is sad for him. Um, but yeah, that movie is there there's something wonderfully ridiculous about that movie. And I, I almost have a soft spot in my heart for musicals that flop hideously. Carry is, the musical <laughs> You know, in general, That which is one of the reasons one of the many reasons why I adore the Apple. Is because uh, yeah, yeah. is because these are you know these you know, I there's something incredibly charming about somebody trying really hard and failing for me. I, 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 I find that um, <laughs> Quite endearing and humanizing. So, but you love from
2: Justin Kelly. I was going to
3: say, like, the masterpiece it is. From Justin and Kelly. Were you really about to say (laughs) this? (laughs) I was. Jesus
2: Christ, get out (laughs) of (laughs) my (laughs) headphones. When as soon
3: as he said that, I was like, flops. From Justin (laughs) and Kelly.
2: That was ridiculously awful. in the
3: boat together, staring into the distance. With
2: no chemistry.
1: With no chemistry. Whatsoever.
3: whatsoever. (laughs) Which is funny, because they, you like you see him in interviews and you're like they obviously they get along but they have there is nothing romantically
1: between them at all although can I tell
3: you how much my brain was blown to find out that uh, Justin is now the guy in the Dr. Pepper commercials it's the sweet that one? Oh, uh, next that's There's no book. way. Yes. Without,
2: without the hair, looks of, different, right? I don't watch them on a
0: lot of television, so I, I I had no idea. See, now, I don't know. i Google I'm, this yeah. shit.
2: It's like, yeah, I'm sure, I sure, like, Kelly Corkson's all his career. He just kind of went away. Now he's <laughs> the guy in
3: the Dr. Pepper <laughs> commercial. That's, the piece of that's interesting. I have to check that out. Yeah, because I don't remember. I was reading something that referenced it, and I was like, no, it's not. Google, Google, Google. What? <laughs> <laughs> That was the progression. <laughs>
2: but, uh, yeah. No, no. I do want to say one other notorious failure of a musical that uh "Cool as Ice." Oh, <laughs> yes. but Is it really a musical? Kind of. There's like three musical numbers. See, I had for me, to. For me, I had I, to mention at some point. For me,
0: it's like it's like a it's like a really ridiculous. Day Glow wet <laughs> <rip> fart <laughs> version of like one of those. It, it's like an Elvis Presley musical, yeah, uh, uh, like or an Elvis Presley vehicle, very, yeah, 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 very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. Oh god, it's a blast. I but mean, it, sorry, I just had to mention it. can, <laughs> can
3: we can we circle Wickerman? Ditched the yeah. then? Actually, Ditch I wrote zero. that is Wickerman Stick with
1: the hero?
0: Yeah, I
3: was like, she sings a weird yeah. song in a sexual manner. That's like Madonna, I guess. There are yeah. some,
2: I you know, like, I, was, what I literally I, even know is that I, does Dokerman count? It's a major part of it.
3: <laughs> yeah. well, and he sings while he's. Yeah. Is this a spoiler? Can
2: I? You can spoil a
3: 1973 movie. You, I'm just checking. <laughs> I
1: know how you are. Spoilers too. Yeah. Right? And when the he's beast. Oh, when not, he's right. not him, the beast, <laughs> when he's a little
3: wicker in and he's oh to yeah. Our God, yeah. Anyway.
1: But
0: I interrupt you. And just...
1: Oh, I no, that's wet okay. Farts.
0: Uh, yeah. The only, oh, uh, wet, wet farts and cool as ice. Cool as ice, wet farts. Um. Yeah. I mean. Well. That's a whole. You know. That's a whole other subgenre. You know. Bad music. Yeah. I mean. You know. Because I mean. You. You know. When you contemplate, Elvis did. Mu- oh, movies we that were those full beach of music ones
3: and the yeah. And, and then there were
0: the beach party movies. Beach party movies. Um, you know, that's a whole other. I mean, and that's like um, one of my favorite movies where music is super prominent. Um, just because I adore the soundtrack, although it's not really a musical in and of itself, is um, Velvet Goldmine. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Goldmine, which has one uh-huh. of the best soundtrack albums Yeah, ever, it was one of the ones ever. That with the question mark next to it. Yeah, uh, yeah, so on my two Or about like, music yeah, without yeah. being a musical. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a whole, you know, that, that's where we start to get into my, my turf of, of like rock and roll and, you know, punk rock and, and rock movies, I guess. Um, but and what's interesting about that one, though, is because it's uh, Todd Haynes has such a sense of of splashy color to what he does anyway. It's funny because although the movie's not a musical, there are certainly aspects of it that feel like one. Mm-hmm. The splashy. It's shot is like, almost like. It one. is yeah. shot very much like mm-hmm. a musical, um, and, and how much it relies on songs. Uh, although you know, it's not characters bursting into songs. It's very interesting. It. yeah that's or, a whole other or, that's a whole other you know i mean that would be you know rock movies you know
3: well, it's something like something like walk the line mm-hmm. which is a musical yeah. i mean it's it's yeah cheap, or or it's, walk
2: hard which is so much fun <laughs>
3: <laughs> Integrating or the yeah so i
2: yeah. tap. Yeah, have to actually on my list here mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, it's one of the question mark movies i had on here
3: when you're integrating the music as part of the Story that's definitely uh, the the there's the yeah, we talked about this I think before we started recording but there's a musical version of Million Dollar Quartet
2: which I don't know but sure
3: <laughs> it's it's the you know the Million Dollar Quartet the album, the Sun
0: Records record yeah I don't know but sure I'll look it up it was like the all star it, it was it um, was
3: Johnny Cash what Jerry Lee Lewis Elvis uh, Presley Elvis Presley oh, okay. and uh,
0: uh, Roy Orbison maybe. Was he part
2: Chaplin Wilburys? <laughs> <and Robert? laughs> he it was, some, it was some,
3: Yeah, someone else. I can't remember who that is. Maybe Roy Orbison, but, uh, and they, like, jammed together one night and you've got oh, this. Oh, Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins, yes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't think it's Roy Orbison, but I can't remember who it is.
0: Who recorded early for Sun, which is why I got confused.
3: And, uh, they made a stage version of, of the album but it's basically like that night that it ah. got recorded so there is dialogue happening there's things happening around it but then they're just they go right to these songs and it's it's uh, kind of
2: like the bruce Springsteen thing from yeah, a yeah, years yeah. Ago, but it,
3: it it actually i don't know for me it, it worked it was again it was it helped i saw it live with a, a really good cast and that helped
0: i'm intrigued honestly i mean because i i I love that record. Yeah, I love those artists, and seeing somebody dramatize that in any way, shape, or form seems very interesting.
3: It was really cool. I took I took my parents to it. Jeez, it, whenever it was running on Broadway a number of years ago, and it, it, they really enjoyed it. Was because you know you have to find those parent musicals that that well that <laughs> they will. If it was just my mom, my mom and I went and saw Spring Awakening together. We loved it. It was great. And then Legally Blonde, also lovely. But uh, when my dad's with me, I have to be a little bit more selective of what I I bring him to. And I was like, I need something that I'm going to enjoy, but also he'll like. And, and a whole family loved it. Cool. Um, can I point on before, there have been a number of movies, of horror movies, that have become stage shows. Yeah. Like... Carry the musical.
2: Yes. Notorious, Notorious flop.
3: Notorious flop. <laughs> then, More than once.
2: Then revisit a couple years ago, right? Didn't yeah. Didn't anyone do a
0: little bit better?
3: They tried really hard to fix it. And I maintain that the trouble they're running into is that the most successful versions of these shows are all spoofs and comedies. Mm. So, like, there's a Silence of the Lambs musical... And it's fucking My friend Jesse was in hysterical. it. Jesse
2: Merlin uh was in a he played Hannibal He also played Dr. Hill in Reanimator the musical which is I
3: was going to say ReAnimator direct, musical directed
0: is, by Stuart Gordon.
3: It's it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It well, who started out
0: as a theater director yeah. anyway. So yeah. it, it makes sense that there that he's got I
3: can't the even for that. think
0: about Reanimator from. Re- <laughs>
2: so I do have Evil Dead and yeah, Reanimator Thank you.
3: Beetlejuice. Halloween, Reefer Madness, Reef Madness, Halloween the musical, Night from Outer yeah. Space. but yeah. Reefer
2: Madness is uh, was made was, was into made a movie into a film in 2005. 2005 yeah. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we watched that about two months ago. Yeah,
3: uh, but you have all of these these uh, ha- these movies that have become musicals um, uh, with varying levels of success. But the ones that are the most successful are the ones that I think went the comedy route. Heather's mm-hmm. also, which is great. Uh, Spider-Baby.
2: I love Spider-Baby. Spider-Baby is, Spider nice. is a
3: musical, and it is fun. Um, and Bat Boy is also... Yes, Bat Boy is a lot of fun. It's just a really good time. And then you have the, like, gothic ones, like your Jekyll and Hyde's, and your Dracula's, and your Frankenstein's, that are, eh.
2: They have been adapted and <sighs> readapted. Adapted and, and, adapted, and even, like, adapted. the version of Dracula's that we know now are as adaptations of the stage version. Exactly. And yeah. that, over yeah. the years, that's the yeah, same thing with Frankenstein. Okay, can yeah. we talk about Jekyll and Hyde? for
3: five seconds. Can we talk about when David
2: Hassel yeah, hopped that, that's, that's
1: exactly. this?
3: That's the only thing
0: to talk about. <laughs> it's oh my God. God. Oh my God. It's
3: that
2: and the, the song about <laughs> all
0: the men.
3: Yes, bring, bring all the all men. The men. <laughs> this,
0: this scene where he's all hided out. Yeah. And, oh my God.
3: And where he's, he's torn and this torn looks in this direction and then in this direction and I'm Jekyll and I'm Hyde and I'm Jekyll and I'm Hyde and I'm, Jekyll, and I'm, Hyde, and I'm struggling because I'm David Hasselhoff. <laughs> ha ha ha. I cannot
0: hassle this ho-
3: I cannot hassle this
0: golf <laughs> anymore. Don't hassle the hawk.
3: Don't hassle the hawk. Oh, it is comedic gold. I remember when I watched it, and I was like, am I being punked right now? Is this serious? <laughs> is this... Is this? Did they turn it into a comedy? Well, and this
0: is before he became, like, really aware of himself as yeah. as, a, as a parody. As a before parody. Before he realized his knack for self-parody.
3: This was, this was when he was trying to be legit and, oh, honey, honey... Uh, But it it is brilliant for all the wrong reasons.
0: I'm looking forward to. I heard he he cut a record of like a nice. bunch of like alternative and goth songs. Nice. So he does like I think you know Echo and the Bunnyman and nice and like uh, other. But anyway, there's something out there, right up there with Pat Boone's heavy metal record. Huh. <laughs> but right. we're now we're way we're, we're like we're <laughs> like off the rails. And the train is like plowing through yeah. the forest. Yeah,
2: we've covered most of what I end up writing down. So yeah. uh, maybe like yeah. this Man of the Mancha is all right. Oh, the yeah, woods. The I, I like the stage show, and I hated the movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm
3: I love the stage show. I'm not. <laughs> Why they not cast
2: Burnett Peters? I don't know. And there, uh, there is a film stage version of that uh, with with her in it that used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it still uh, was or not. Uh, another not look for
0: another old school musical. Well, not old school, but another musical that I actually am genuinely fond of. Another film musical. I really do have a soft spot in my heart for West Side Story. Yes. Yeah, so oh, I, yeah. yeah.
2: I was going to ask you guys what you thought. No. Of, uh, Which I mean, has one of
0: the great supporting casts in musical history. Um, uh, Richard Beimer and Natalie Wood as They're the there. leads are serviceable, but when you get into the supporting cast, it's yeah. like you got Moreno, yeah, I mean, you've got Russ Campbell, as Riff, you get Rita Moreno. Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ, that woman is just... Still trucking. A- you, yes,
3: and it's it's one where you do have to kind of watch and be like, I'm gonna not pay attention to the fact that you have all of these Puerto Ricans being played, played by, by
2: white people, Hollywood. Um, it, we we always think a joke too that when he yells Maria out, like he's like, and only one woman answers, it's like, yeah. "Are you sure you're?"
3: go into Little yeah. Italy and
0: you go, Tony. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. 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 Tony, totally hey. watch it! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I that one, I I will admit, I saw I saw um, West Side Story the the film very young. I was in uh-huh. grade school and it was it was one of the first movie experiences that really powerfully moved me, like powerfully, um, especially that ending. You know, it's just it oh, just yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, God. Russ Tamblyn, he's pure yeah. gold in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, after seeing that, I was like, no wonder he like had a real career for a few years. You know, um,
3: the choreography too is is, is phenomenal, and, just and the
0: Bernstein funny. score. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I think that there's something there's something yeah. about how beautifully he integrates kind of mm-hmm. um, uh, classical and classic Broadway motifs with um, with Latin American music. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just something so wonderful about the score. Um, yeah, yeah I so that's it, one of my
2: Pedestria uh, I think the other ones have done this too, but also have like you have Ray, um, not Ray Wise, Robert Wise directing, like the West Side yeah, Story. The, that main part, yeah. and then but also yeah. like Jerome Robinson, Robbins doing the yeah, uh, doing the music parts. So you don't have yeah. someone who doesn't know how to do the the this. That, that, that. Yeah, you have <laughs> a that. film director trying yeah. to. Direct you had the, the film director yeah. doing I the film himself. part, and you had the you have the musical director doing the music part, and I think that that's really why I think really you really have well. the,
3: the success of it is that that they are recognizing they're trying to bring together different mediums, and yes. the only way to do that is to have people on either side who know what they're doing.
2: And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Spielberg does for for next year's adaptation. It's already been filming. It's in production filming yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, wow. Yeah, mean, um, yeah, with uh, the guy from Baby Driver. Uh, Whatever whatever's faces um as uh richard bamer's character and then um Cam- oh. tony as tony cool. um and then but the puerto rican cast is actually puerto rican <laughs> cast because they would have <laughs> had their asses kicked if they didn't they would
0: have had their asses handed to them on a paper plate
3: well, i did appreciate when they it was a handful of years ago now that they remounted it to on broadway and and they converted a bunch of it uh where they were speaking both Spanish and English nice. like they 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 translated a bunch of the songs because if if you were Puerto Rican and you were having a conversation with a fellow Puerto Rican uh, and you were both native to Puerto Rico you, you,
1: you, you would, you would might, not be doing it in English you most might most be doing
3: that in Spanish and they acknowledged that and so they they actually translated chunks of it. To integrate Spanish into the musical, so like when she sings, "I feel pretty," I think it's entirely in Spanish. Oh, nice. and wow. It's awesome.
2: I look, hopefully, the Spielberg version keeps it like, keeps that. That'd be really cool. I know
3: there's been conversation about it. I don't know if they're following yeah. through with
2: it. So we'll find out next Christmas when it comes out.
3: Though. Yeah. Oh, cool. well, we could probably Google a little yeah. <laughs> But uh, but no, it's I, I appreciated that when they were trying to remount it as like an acknowledgement of, yeah. So anyway.
0: now I'm I'm trying to think of other musicals that I like. like I will, well There's
2: uh, say I think. Fiddler on the Roof for three hours long moves. It's one of the best yeah. paced movies, like,
0: ever. Well, it's, a well, it, it's, a it's a great story, movie, but, like, every time it goes to the intermission, show. it's like, what, we're two hours into yeah. this movie already? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. and again, another, uh, uh, well, a really great director. Yeah. Norman uh-huh. Jewis. Yeah, yeah who also so directed saw, uh, a great. Uh, uh, Moonstruck Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ
2: Christ Superstar. Superstar
0: yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati Kid. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, I will say it's a problematic. It's a problematic piece now. Mm. When I was a kid, I loved The King and I. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And I watch it now, and every time they get to Small House of Uncle Thomas, I cringe. And any time The King talks... Yeah. And also when I realized that Yul Brynner was not Asian, that was a fun moment when I was a teenager... It, it's it's an un, it's unfortunate yeah I, it, it
2: kind of needs to stay back then i don't know why people still put it on to do that and like make mr gone and stuff like that that's a whole uh, different conversation well, <laughs> like why do we still do these music I, why are some of these are we still doing well and this is
0: well and it's it's interesting because i mean god uh, you know of course you know racial co-opting and you know and stunt casting by okay. non-ethnics in ethnic roles is is going to always be problematic I adore Yul Brenner. Yeah, and I think he's kind of amazing in the movie. And he, he, you know, uh, yeah,
2: it's very yeah.
3: much a product of its time. Yeah, we kid. can yeah, watch it as a movie, is, from yeah.
2: 1950, uh, <laughs> no, but now no, 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 I, no. I think 58. What is it? 61. Bar. Well,
3: because I saw, I saw it when it came through here a couple years ago, and they've gotten better at least in casting. But it is still problematic. Yeah. It, well, the same way that, that Porgy and Bess is problematic with the yeah. way they have characters speaking. Yes. But man, it's it. The movie was was something as a kid that well, I just watched all the time. I know,
0: and and significantly enough. Speaking of you know miscast or casting people of not correct ethnicities, mm-hmm. who's one of the key supporting characters in it? Rita Moreno yeah. <gasps> as oh, a Siam
3: right oh,
0: princess or woman. Shit.
3: Yeah,
0: annual burner. So. Go for the, but but it you know I actually saw that at the Fifth Avenue.
3: Okay, I was worried you were going to say in theaters. Ages and ages.
0: <laughs> yeah, when it first came out. Um,
2: oh, was it? Yeah, I think it came through again a couple years back too. But yeah, this yeah, is well, so it, all, but it was I'm revived on Broadway. A I'm still
3: going to date
0: myself hideously because I saw um, the Fifth Avenue version with Rudolf Nureyev as the king.
3: I saw it with Haley Mills as Anna. Huh. Oh my
0: God! And, wow.
3: This this was I was in high school. I remember when it came through here, and it, they had Haley Mills playing uh, wow. uh, Anna, and uh, uh, that was a that was now, I, that was like three fourths of also why. What would have it,
0: really though. been awesome is if um, if uh, Haley's sister Juliet Mills would have been. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, As and which
1: character?
0: <laughs> and if they would have kind of made her character, they would have sort of morphed the character of Anna. Into the character that Juliet Mills plays in Beyond the door. And well, there she would you have been go. Vomiting, you know, she would have been vomiting green pea soup.
3: This is what I can get you know. behind. Yes,
0: that would have been awesome <laughs> to see her doing a lovely minuet dance and a nice, you know, poofy skirt and oh you know, yeah, and yeah. vomiting green bile. Um, but some of uh, some of the other, I mean, I I always it's interesting and it, I, a lot of people adore the sound of music. I don't either.
3: I it's such a bore.
0: It for me it is very very dull. Yeah, it's um, so
3: boring. It's so boring. Which uh, is
0: ironic because I there's so many elements of it that I love it's beautifully shot. Yeah, yeah. The cast, it, it was I mean fantastic. you could not have a better cast, but god, it's just there's it's, it's just dull. like it's dull and kind of soft and squishy at the center, and I just am not well, and, fond of it.
3: And for me, it's it's watching it, you're like, okay, I can acknowledge that there's some really nice things technically happening, but it lacks heart, which is a weird thing to say given the content. I, I would agree. But I Absolutely, feel like, yeah. I just feel, I always feel so detached when I watch it, when I catch it. I Because I, I never sit it. down and voluntarily watch it.
0: I Well, I, you know, I mean... Back in my day, yeah, they would right. show these things on network TV. Mm-hmm. and It's like
3: Easter or something. Used yeah, to show exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Easter, and I think it was a, I want to say it was a Christmas staple, but I don't remember. Oh, maybe I'm it was sure. Christmas, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, and that was how I saw it. Yeah. And, um, oh, and another one that I actually am super fond of uh, would be, excuse me. The Wizard of Oz, mm. actually. Um, as
2: far as you we went all silly about the. Of the <laughs> of Oz. I'm, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I was like kind of a big one.
0: <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm amazed yeah. it's taken us this long to do it. But I mean, I what was really interesting for me is, um, I saw it very frequently. Again, I'm going to date myself hideously, but back in the '70s, um, it was shown on network TV. Yeah, like every year. And so, by default, if you were a grade school kid, you know, every year up until puberty through the '70s, you saw. The Wizard of well, Oz. That
3: continued through the 80s. Yeah, yeah that's how, of, how yeah, I well, used to watch go. it was on TV all
0: the yeah. I literally probably went, jeez, probably 25 years, maybe 30 years between viewings. And then I saw it again about five years ago. And I was absolutely transfixed. I was really surprised at how much it worked. And I think a lot of it was, there was an interesting primal sentimental value to it mm-hmm. because there were there was a lot that imprinted on me in terms of how it affected me as a child. Um, Watching it today, it's a, it's a masterpiece of design. Yeah. Visually. It's amazing. Um, I I love the cast. Um, I love how dark it is in places. I mean, Jesus, you know, there's, a giant house lands on top of one of the witches, <laughs> and you see her dead legs protruding out from under the, the the house. You know, the 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 leading heavy melts when she's when she has water thrown on her. I don't you know, to, I word mean word. that's fucking that's street trash. Yeah. <laughs> that's street trash from 1939. You know.
3: Well, I will say it's not. I mean, visually, I think it's gorgeous. It's not one that. I've, it's a little sound of music for me. And part of that is is because the most interesting character, the most interesting female character is the witch. Hmm. Cuz Dorothy is just there to react to things. She doesn't she's fairly this passive. True. This is true. And so in terms of strong female characters Oh, but you're not fond of Glenda the Good Witch. No, Are no I'm not. Girl, she's witch? a manipulative bitch. Oh, hell yeah. She could have said in the beginning, "Click your heels <laughs> together, sweetheart. Uh, you can go these home." Too. And she had, the, she's a, she's a Dumbledore. She has an agenda. I'm point
2: you at something and you're going to go do my work She has an agenda. Uh, uh, but uh, I watched it again on the IMAX when they released a couple years ago and yeah. it was astounding. It was I like was, watching it new.
0: I was sad that I didn't get a chance to see it on a big screen. I, I did get to see a lovely letterboxed Blu-ray of it, yeah, but I s- never got a chance I had to see 70, it the 70 I
2: the 75th anniversary and it's gorgeous. Yeah,
0: it's it, it's a. But I uh, I might might
2: be the minority here, but I didn't like the Wiz. Uh, I like the I like the idea. I, I like, just the think the 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 mu- like some of the. I the like music some of the. music goes on like about twice as long as yeah. it should. I, I get think bordering every song, like can we? You know, it's on? interesting. <laughs> we're,
0: we're talking about um, directors who know how to work with someone who makes musicals. Yeah. And with the film adaptation of the Wiz, you have Sidney Lumet who was great at making um, almost like journalistic dramas and action movies. So it was really an odd choice when they put him in, in the director's chair for The Wiz. For the director 12 Angry Men comes at The
2: Wiz. I, yeah, I why? And I mean, I... But again, again, I posted th-
0: earlier that, you know, just because you
2: did one thing, you can't do the other. But this is a, kind of an odd choice. There
0: is, yeah. And, I mean, there is something to be said for that. I mean, there are always exceptions, of course. I mean, obviously, um, God, did Stanley Donan direct um, Solo, uh, the uh, uh, Singin' in the Rain? Singin' in the Rain. I, I want to say, say that he did, but I may be wrong. Um, but a lot, and it's interesting that we were talking, I mean, Robert Wise, an old pro, but he... You know, and I think he, you know, he had Jerome Robbins, you know, basically co-directing West Side Story, but I don't think he had any to be co-directing Sound of Music. Uh, Sing in the Rain has actually Gene Kelly's listed as a one as oh, a co-director. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay, there, that makes <laughs> sense. That. So again, hey, it gets back to you get a guy who is a um, established and capable film director collaborating with somebody who knows how to direct a musical. But
2: it's also like take like John Huston doing uh, Annie, you
0: know, oh, Jesus. <laughs> or
2: uh, Sidney um, Lumet doing The Wiz, yeah, or, or um, Robert Altman doing Popeye. <laughs> oh God, yeah. But he did I Nashville. Blocked. He did other musical based things. Prairie Home
3: Companion. Yeah.
2: So he's done. So that's not maybe a, a stretch for all, I blocked
3: made. out Popeye from my brain. I need
2: to like re- kind of re see that. I remember like you- I remember memories of the kid like kind of wafting through, and her you know like what? a really wild, crazy film that like, has so much weird detail that I need to go back. Like apparently every character that has a full backstory from the comics. That like everything they Absolutely. put a lot of work. And into this it. is
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is going to really shock you guys. I saw it first run in a theater when I was thirteen years <gasps> what? old. I know, I did, and I remember at the time, and that's the last time I saw it. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> it's 1980, but I do remember being very struck by it as a as a as a design, as a work of design. I mean, yeah. it is it is there is so much detail in it, so much detail in it, and it real. I remember that really, pardon the pun, popping out at me when I saw it the first time. Um, but even at that relatively tender age, realizing that although it had this incredible amount of detail, that just was something that was not quite working about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's also really interesting because, I mean, I I just, you know, Shelley Duvall was born to play Olive Oil.
1: <laughs> she is so perfect in that
0: movie. And I love Paul L. Smith as Bluto. Um uh, Robin Williams, I mean, I enjoy him in the part. I can see why they cast him. They're yeah, the best cast. Um, but, I, but for some reason, he doesn't quite stick the landing for me. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, I, I would be interested in going back. Oh, and Paul Dooley as Wimpy. Hey, mm-hmm. there you go. Awesomeness! I might add it to my. I might add. Yeah. See and now, the library like, has now it. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. get the library. If they got it again. Now, I, you know, one um, musical that's on my wish list, but is really hard to get hold of, and I don't think it's ever come out on uh, digital, on like Blu-ray or DVD or anything like that. But I think it might be on YouTube. In fact, I I think it is because I wanted to. I was gonna try and cram it in last minute when we decided just this afternoon what the topic <laughs> would be. Is a movie called Son of Dracula. Oh, yeah. Uh, which stars Harry Nielsen as Dracula's son uh-huh. and uh, Ringo Starr as Merlin yeah. the Magician. Huh. It's a 1974 movie. And uh, I, from what I understand, it's obscure for a reason. But it's one of those sure. fascinating curiosities that's kind of the height, depth, width, and breadth of 70s era drug-addled indulgence. Um, and I've always been intrigued to, to get a look at it.
2: Starring and, and uh, directed by Freddie Jones. Yay.
0: <laughs> no, it's directed by Freddie Francis. This is Freddie Jones. Oh, Freddie, Freddie Jones directed it? Mm. Eh. Freddie oh. Francis, yeah, I'm okay. sure about that. Yeah. It's um, not Freddie's. Well, which may explain why, you know. the direct From the director of The Skull, <laughs> a musical with, with Harry Nielsen. And Harry Nielsen was one of those guys that I think would have made actually a great composer of musicals because his work was as informed by Tin Pan Alley standards as it was by kind of Beatles style pop but that's a whole other that's a whole other horse of another color that'll be galloping off in, 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 you know in another film well
2: it's just about midnight just so about maybe midnight. Uh, to, it's, uh, it's been a two hours and 13 minutes something yes, hey, nothing cool. to as interact. befits a musical yes it's a show stars. about musicals of course we have
3: to put in an intermission so people can <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: oh there we go get a little interact. And, <laughs> and I think for the for the uh, for the intermission music it should be Kim and I singing Fuck, fuck you Cody, you, Cody. <laughs> maybe I'll do
1: that <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I just wanted to, I, just, what, I wanted to mention
2: uh, I can't believe none of you mentioned the, the, the is glitter no, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw myself out the See, but I do want to say on a positive say uh, positive, on a positive note Pirates of Penzance 1981 starring Kevin Klein is fucking amazing <laughs> it's, <funny>. it <laughs> it's, is it's, it's, it's it's so stagey and that's what makes it work yeah. Because it's, like... It the, leans in. It yeah, leans in like, Yeah, it's, like, it's at Shepard or whatever, and they just, like, they just lean right into the staginess of it, uh, it's like, in, like, operas and Gilbert Sullivan. Kevin Klein is chewing all the scenery, yeah. and it's uh, so much fun. He's just I, like... Uh, yeah. Check that out. Uh, once is a... I was going to say, I have Once one that I still haven't mentioned.
3: Yeah, Once is... The music's great. The storyline, when you really think about it, it's kind of messed up. Yeah, it's all... But the music's yeah. cool.
2: Uh, Blues Brothers. Uh, oh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I. Well, thinking.
0: I mean, God, the Blues Brothers, cheese. What a what a freaking musical lineup on that, man. Uh, any other? cover the Frank.
3: I'm gonna give a shout out to Newsies yeah, because that was again, that's a childhood one that Nor was just I. like, uh it's it's a disney it was a disney like made for tv well
0: wasn't that wasn't christian and, bale in that yeah, yeah At, like, christian bale 16 or whatever
3: and it, it's gone on to become a broadway show and i mean it's super silly it is what it is but it's fun and pretty boys dancing i know that so he
2: was mad because he wasn't made to be a musical then out to be one and he's he, like oh he i need to like, get alice and like nope <laughs> well fine
3: <laughs> it's one that like i look back on with fond 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 memories mm-hmm. Uh, because it was, uh, it was one that, that, again, I watched as a kid and I loved it. Um, let's see if there's anything I haven't hit on. I mean, we, we've talked about so, Cabaret? Yeah, I yeah. think we mentioned in passing. We may have mentioned passing. It's a great, great it's, one. It's, it's classic. I mean, again, it's, it's classic for a reason. There's actually a lot of classics we didn't touch on but i feel like that's okay because
2: yeah, everyone knows that you know, know certain things like
3: yeah uh one well, again to to avoid just turning this into let's list yeah
2: we're at the end so it's going uh, like go oh, here's something i want to mention yeah
3: uh and i mean you know, there's a lot of ones i watched as a kid like i really enjoyed gypsy when i was younger both, oh, both was the Bette midler version and the original and the st- state show, of course. But no, I I saw. I think I saw the Bette Midler version first, so I used to prefer that. Yeah, I've
2: only seen the the original. Um, Hello, Dolly! Is is oh, all yeah, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: Hello, Dolly. <gasps> uh, can we talk about? I can't. We can't. We can't not mention the uh, Brandy Whitney Houston version of cinderella it's great. it's great which is a masterpiece it's it
2: truly a good a good movie
3: it's i mean because it's, it's cinderella is a fun it's it's one of the the few roger and hammersons i like not few i like more than a few of them i might just give him a hard time but it, the you whitney houston is the fairy godmother brandy is cinderella you got Whoopi married to victor garber who had this adorable son jason alexander is the Troubadour dude. of
2: Whatever he is. Yeah. Whatever
3: he is. Yeah, <laughs> he he works for people. He works for higher people. <laughs>
2: it's like a concierge. He's, a,
3: <laughs> he's the royal concierge. He sings "The princess Having a Ball." Uh it's fun. It's a fun, fun, fun made for Disney movie.
2: And speaking made for Disney, there's three High School Musicals. Uh, Very yeah, music quality. Okay. Yeah, the rough. first one's okay. Yeah, the other it ones. knows what it is.
3: Yeah. My kid, the kid's like, I, I have to say, like, I enjoy the Descendants movies, man. I, I think they're seen fun. It they're cute. They are what they are, but they're cute. And some of the music's cool, and some of it's not.
2: And eh. Nearly everything Disney is music, as we mentioned in the beginning, it's like we didn't really go into that. It's its own different thing. It's, like it's, a, it's a toll
3: over. And it, Disney is
0: its own category.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, awesome. and, it,
3: and the mass so, production of a lot of their made-for-TV movies especially, but
2: they're But fun. even the only animated ones for the most part. Yeah. Uh, no one mentioned cats, which is weird. I, the whole time. We,
0: well, we talked about it a <laughs> lot. <laughs> And it was funny because we would have came up to, when it came to the topic of weird musicals. I thought it was the first thing that was going to come up for somebody, and so I thought, <laughs> well, oh, he's I'll just here. wait for somebody else <laughs> gonna, to jump in on it.
3: I, the person who was going to talk about it in depth has not shown up this evening, and I still haven't seen the movie version because I like myself too much.
2: <laughs> and, uh, I haven't seen Rock and Rule, but uh, popped in a couple of lists. Uh, rock and Rule, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They maybe yeah. I wonder if like this heavy metal kind of I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. count. Yeah. yeah, heavy it's,
0: metals has a Heavy, it's got some music part of it. Yeah, rock and roll has some very cool. Uh, it's got um, Debbie Harry from Blondie. It's got Cheap Trick. It's got Iggy Pop. It's got Lou Reed. So it's got the street cred. It's uh, it's not a great movie, um, and most of those acts are not at their greatest. Uh-huh. But it's it's interesting. It's it's a it's a fun. Uh, an interesting uh, little attempt to kind of weld post-apocalyptic science fiction with um, rock opera. Which then
2: slides into uh, the Ramones in
0: uh, rock, rock and Roll, roll High School, '79, Which I think is more a rock and roll movie than an actual musical. Yeah. Which is too bad, because it would be really great, you know. There's something, you know, why don't why don't we plunder, especially in New York, you would think, a musical, a jukebox musical about, like, all built on Ramone songs <laughs> would probably...
3: We never said Moulin Rouge. Uh, we, how did we never uh, say I, Moulin Rouge? I'm really
0: reading Sucker
2: Blue from uh from Christopher Moore today, and it came to my. They mentioned Moulin Rouge, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to mention that on my list, and then I did not.
3: And it's funny because <laughs> like a couple of other of his movies, it's like popped up when I was like, looking. I, yeah, at yeah I literally thing.
2: watched Cirque Ballroom the other day. Yeah, yesterday <laughs> I was of Cirque
3: Ballroom, and I was like, what if I?
0: Oh. And and again, to to further chip away at my I hate musicals thing, I love. Moulin
1: Rouge
0: I like the first
2: like 50 minutes and then it gets too much and it's just it's like Ramsoga's Dracula there's so much coming at you that eventually I just get tired
3: (laughs) I'm okay with it but to be fair I remember the first time I saw it was as a high school theater student and high school theater students are essentially walking, talking, singing Moulin Rouge's like it's a whole, whole lot you're okay with it for a while and then it's just too much and you need a break so, uh, the, and the nostalgia factor is strong there. That being said, I'm not a fan of the stage adaption.
2: I didn't know there was one. So learn something new. Just
3: just keep it that way. You'll be better off.
2: Uh, t- 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 I think it's everything I had on, on my list. Uh, course Line, it's okay. Mm. I hate The Greatest Showman. I think it's a piece of shit as a movie. <laughs> I don't know what the stage show is like at all. Um, I hate Annie in every form. But I, I didn't like Annie to start with. Then, it's, then the one from a couple years ago was even worse because it butchers everything I did like about it.
3: I had to direct that once and I wore it <laughs> I was in the it. whole time. I was in a stage
2: <laughs> version. I played like 12 different characters. Keeps would
3: come up and ask me questions and I'd be like, huh?
2: Are we going to talk about... Uh, Motown, uh, yeah. then, um,
0: yeah. Girls is, 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 is really, uh, I like it. Uh, Dreamgirls is, is a, Girls is kind of symptomatic of why I am <laughs> reticent about any sort of Broadway musical yeah. that tries to co-opt a rock or soul style because it just, it just, it, it feels like, it feels like, like grandpa trying, trying to put on, you know, skinny jeans and be hip. It's,
3: it's got one good song. Which is, and I am telling you, I'm not going. That's the one good song. And Um, That's
0: the song that won Jennifer Hudson the Oscar. It is, although
3: I also don't think she should have won the Oscar for that. But that's
2: neither here nor there. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm out of of stuff. If you guys have anything else for Poltergeist, and then after that,
2: Poltergeist, (laughs) yeah,
0: (laughs) Uh yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I've covered all the ones that I would. I think Don't we work. mentioned every musical that ever exists.
1: We so have not <laughs> I know.
2: I know we mentioned Carousel or Showboat, and of course, <laughs>
0: invariably there will be something. There will be something that you know, like Moulin guys Rouge, where we'll be like,
3: <laughs> "Oh yeah, Guys and Dolls." I've never Dude. seen it. I've owned it for eight years. I've never seen it. I watch it on *Music Man*. I mean, get we no, There was a, yeah. a lot of classics we yeah. have I, like, I was in South uh, Pacific uh, in high
2: strong. school. *Charlie and Chocolate Factory* in various forms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Matilda. Actually, yeah. you
3: could argue *Charlie*. I mean, *Oompa Loompa*, do what do. *Charlie and Chocolate Factory* is technically. It's, it's a musical. Yeah, it's a musical. Come with me, and movie will And and Candyman, yeah. Oh shit! The *Candyman*. The *Candyman*. Oh, hey. but,
0: uh, um, but anyway, I
2: think uh, if we just start listing this, no, go- we need Wikipedia's. to. Kim needs, so it's sleep. Tony yeah, needs it's, to sleep. Uh,
3: Bob needs to sleep. Yeah, the cat I, I needs I, to I, stare at us. I mean, yeah, and
2: the doll needs to turn on the TV in the middle
3: of the night. She, <laughs> she's, the, uh, my homeschool kids want to meet her tomorrow, so yeah. i got to bring her
2: out. The doll or the cat? <laughs>
3: Probably both. But I'll bring the doll and leave the cat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But uh, thank you guys for listening through everything, uh, through our singing. Kim has a good voice. I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you got you got both both levels there, and Tony's Tony. Uh, well, Tony worked for an opera. Yeah, I, am selling my, I am my own category. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like us, review us, share us. If you, you say, if you get that five star review and give me a title, I will watch it to a certain degree. Not watching the Grinch porn. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> uh, I am Bob. I'm Kim. I'm Tony. Check us out and, oh, and subscribe f- all
3: Fuck
2: you,
1: Cody.
2: Fuck you, Cody.
1: <laughs> Good night. Good luck. Thank <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, man. Good night. <laughs> I teach the cat how to say